0: Hey, folks, sorry about it. last week.
1: Yeah, just sorry.
0: Merry Christmas. If you're listening to this this day of, it is Christmas. You're
1: also a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's Christmas, and you're listening to, like, we. I'm pretty sure, <coughs> pretty sure we talked about some nasty shit last week, and you came back for more on uh, Christmas.
1: This but, one was more topical.
0: I think we went more down memory lane. Yeah, I mean, it was topical, and we also devoted time to the movie. I mean... That's
1: relative. More I think so, we so than normal, yeah, do. but more so than normal. What does that mean? We gave it eight minutes instead of five. I don't know. Well, regardless, this is a good one. We went down. I think
0: this one's memory lane. We've got uh, we've got a special song from Blumkin and Kegel for you. That is a hit. That's coming up. Um, we tried to make this one loosey goosey because it's Christmas. It's the last one of the year. Uh, we're gonna keep the intro short in the interest of time.
1: Uh, Merry Christmas to all. And hey to all. A good night. <laughs> is that what she wanted? I don't know. She no, an not I, like I just... A thing? No. Merry
2: Christmas to all. And to all.
1: Christmas.
2: <laughs> all I want for Christmas <laughs> is Toy Story Which is coming <laughs> out next year. They haven't reached out. I heard the movie is made. <laughs> but if it ain't got Randy Newman. I hear Bruce Springsteen's doing the music. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck Pixar... Who the fuck is Pharrell? (laughs) What's this bullshit I hear about not being part of my movie? (laughs) Motherfucker. No one better tell
0: me that Michael Bublé is in this movie. I just want everyone to know that listens and likes Randy Newman, what you don't get... Because this is an audio Is the is the special needs T-Rex arms That play piano while we do the voice Both of us too It's almost like it's From the very so start When you hear Randy <laughs> Newman It's not just a voice We're also doing special needs T-Rex hands Playing a piano that's not there that's, I think I know he can play the piano
2: I do too But my imagining is that It so, does look yeah. very much like so A, when a you, retarded
0: tyrannosaur When you hear Randy Newman I want you to bring your arm arms to your chest like little T-Rex yeah. arms and pretend you're playing a piano that's in the air. That's what we're doing when we You do know what's Randy crazy? Newman.
1: Now for me personally is when I hear Randy Newman outside of Toy Story. Yeah. Cuz I he's fucking phenomenally successful for sure. being not talented. We've discussed this. Yeah. But I I was watching the intro to Major League the other day. Mm. You know the baseball movie, Charlie yeah. Sheen. Great film. But it's just like they they start the song It's it's there's a red moon rising on the Kiyahoga River, which is in Cleveland. Yeah. Rolling into Cleveland from the lake. And the whole time I'm watching, I, I find myself doing the retarded Tyrannosaur head. <laughs> because I was saying, because I love the song, <laughs> Cleveland City of Light, they're calling
0: you. But the whole time, I just. I'm yeah. just waving my retarded it's an tyrannosaur hands. It's second nature. <laughs> second nature. You can't do Randy Newman without retarded T-Rex hands. <laughs> this is what you're meant. We should make this a video podcast.
1: <laughs> well, we don't need much. You just download the app, Periscope. That's true. Put it. I'll I'll do it on my phone while you're doing your phone. We just yeah. cast in. We'll do that. We'll work on that for the new year. Well. Uh, enjoy. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever that
0: is. Hanukkah's over. Yeah. it's ha- Joyous Kwanzaa. Joyous Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa? Yeah. Okay. Hanukkah's over. New Year's is coming. We'll see you in 2019. Old, long sign. And uh, enjoy this episode, uh, which I believe we're titling Terry Funk's Christmas Special. Terry Funk's Christmas Special. Holla. Nobody saw, sex.
1: Nobody saw that coming. No one saw that coming, but you'll understand it.
0: Yeah. No, we'll see you all in 2019.
2: Holla. One-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed.
3: I'm sorry, Clark.
2: This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son. Last-minute gift ideas for me. I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here. With a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye. And I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood- Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol?
3: I forgot. That's right. I almost said kugel, but that's a Jewish delicacy. Well, you know, folks, the problem is Cagle the Elf does one too many inhalants, and he forgets who he is sometimes. Don't forget to do your exercise. Anyways, <laughs> folks, we want to tell you today about a little program that they're doing for this pot thing about. ours called uh, AdamandEve.com. It's a, it's a sponsor for the show. What do they do there? Well, what you can do is you can head on over to AdamandEve.com, yourself a brand new sex toy. Does it help with anal cankles? I suppose it could, depending on how you decide to use it. <laughs> but what you're going to want to do, folks, is you're going to want to go to adamandeve.com. What do you get? You're going to get 50% off your, uh... Holy cow. Whatever you decide to put in your wherever. And you're going to get three free adult DVDs. I can't wait till I'm an adult one day. And you're also going to get a free I got a little bit thrown off when you said you wanted to be an adult one day because that makes me feel kind of weird, Blumpkin. Well, that's kind of the whole point of this commercial. (laughs) You're also going to get free shipping on the whole. Well, to be fair, we're both and we're like a thousand years old, but you make us sound like we're a bunch of little kids talking about anal giggles and butthole pleasures. Well, we do sound like children. Well, I don't think we do. I think we sound like just grown men trying to be a bunch of elves, so it makes me a little off-putting. Kegel, I gotta say, like a kid enough talking? <laughs> Sorry, just don't want the people to think I'm kind of a diddler. Both it's bad just- enough being an elf named Kegel, named after good, his his proclivity for anal kegels. It's bad enough that way, but then when people start thinking you're a diddler because you're so much attached to the anal side of your... You know, the whole thing. <laughs> Kegel, what I need to say to you right now is put the shovel down. <laughs> Anyways, folks, what you're going to want to do is head on over. All right, we're doing a commercial. I'm we're sorry. Gone, On a check out. It's funny how they took a biblical story and turned it into pornographic material, including all the things we love the most here at Kugel and, oh, oh. damn it, Kegel and Blumpkin. Well, folks Enter- on that note, I feel like we should Sorry. probably just Sorry, Kegel's go ahead. had quite a few, Kegel's tried to bury the down with the brown. We should probably just go ahead and call it a day on this one. We're just gonna roll tape and see what happens. Size
4: yes.
0: And we're rolling. Yeah, it is
1: officially Christmas, Christmas,
0: man. The music's in the background. That's okay.
1: Sam's on the way. To Christmas vacation.
0: Well, if that's not a good, well, if that's not a good giveaway for what today's show is all about, I don't know
1: what is. The greatest Christmas movie ever made.
0: It's definitely a tradition. I, if we didn't have Christmas Eve obligations. To see family and relatives, I've told Kristen from, like, day one, like, I want the Christmas Eve tradition to be make cookies and watch Christmas Vacation.
1: Oh, it's the only,
0: only really tradition
1: that our side ever had. What, watching Christmas Vacation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like the one movie where it's like, you know, you were, when you were a kid, mm-hmm. you knew, like. You probably weren't supposed to be watching this.
0: Yeah, it was like it was a r, it was a hard R that got a pass because was Christmas. Was it R? I think it is R, but it's not a hard
1: R. There's know. no nudity or anything. PG thirteen back when it was made. It's probably R now, but I don't think it was R then. I think it's R. It's National Lampoon. I don't think they've made a PG thirteen
0: movie. Look it up. You keep talking. I'll look it up. There's no nudity, but they say fuck at least twice. Twice, right? and I think <laughs> I think you get an R for that alone. So. <clears throat> But yeah, if you're listening to this on the day, first of all... You should be. ...what's wrong with you. Second of all, (laughs) thanks, Uh, today is Christmas. And if you're listening to this uh, tomorrow, yesterday was Christmas. Um, And we want to say Merry Christmas to all of you. And we hope you enjoy the uh, little disgusting and inappropriate treat we have lined up for you from Blumpkin and Kegel. If you haven't heard it already, I haven't figured out where we're going to work that in. It's yeah. kind of slow, so I feel like <clears throat> I feel like maybe we put it in the middle or the end. I don't feel like you start strong with a song like that. Of course, we could do it after the intro.
1: What am I asking? I was trying. To, I was trying. You're to, looking
0: up what uh, Christmas is vacation is.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go.
0: What's funny, this, is, this intro is deceiving because this was on T, uh, AMC the other night and it started right at the beginning and Albury was just like locked in because it's a Santa animation. Yeah. And, and then, then it. once it cuts to this, she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> said, eh, this isn't an animated movie, yeah. <clears throat> even though it seems like it's going to be. Give it, give it 12 years. You're going to love it. Yeah, that's a good call. By the time she's you know 14, 15, this will be her jam. It's funny, Oh,
2: come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Take the halls with boughs of holly. Take it, it, Russ.
1: Take it, Russ. Russ. It's so funny when you see Johnny Galecki. It's like, what a career he had on his hands, and he didn't even know it. She'll see it later, Clark. Her eyes are frozen. Her eyes are frozen. Dad, did you bring a saw? You think? What do you think Doug Kenny would think about this film? Uh,
0: I don't know. I think, I mean, we've talked about this before. In terms of the vacations, this is the best one, in my opinion. Well, vacation is the best one.
1: Vacation, uh, it, we can, we don't need to argue because clearly it won't go anywhere. But vacation is the best one. Mm. This, this, here, listen, hear me out, please, before you give <laughs> grunty gronies... This one stands alone. Okay. It might bear the title of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. But no one ever says National Lampoons. This one this has mm-hmm. become its own entity. Yeah. It's become it's become Christmas tree ornaments, it's become t-shirts, it's become sweaters. There's been
0: like f- 3 or 4 years in a row where I have googled <laughs> Wa- um, what's the moose's name? Wally? Wally? Wally eggnog mugs. You, they're,
1: they're out there. They're out there. They're, they're, expensive. Expensive, they're expensive. So I have never
0: gotten them. Yeah, I know
1: they're expensive because my mom always wanted them. Yeah. And when I had first, as a minor adult, mm-hmm. had money, I was like, I'm going to get her some of those Wally Christmas mugs she's always wanted. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Those motherfuckers are $60 yeah, for four.
0: I know. I'm not <laughs> doing that shit. Yeah, that's a lot. I love
1: you, but I'm not doing that. Uh, but no, I'm saying this one stands alone If you gauged it by the whole National Lampoon's reputation. Yeah. However, if you gauge it movie to movie, I'm heavy towards the original Vacation. Maybe so, but— It just had—it just—it was—one, it was was the original. Mm -hmm. Two, it's—comedic value, it's on par. Yeah. To me, it's on par. Now, like, like I said, you shouldn't have a license to drive an automobile. Uh, yeah, well, he drags the dog. It's got it all. What's wild? Heart six coming out when he's in the. He's, you know what I'm talking about? When he's got, he's got her in the. Yeah. In, in the in the uh, sleeping bag. Well, and I love when he opens, wild animal because the dog's coming in. <laughs> I'm going for it, honey.
0: I love when he opens the cabin like, oh, this cabin smells terrible. Anna, <laughs> this is your cabin. Yeah. What's wild is that's the Bride of Frankenstein.
1: Yeah. That
0: actress is the bride of Frankenstein, all the way back in like 1933.
1: I, I know, but you also get your first intro, and honestly, I think an even funnier rep- interpretation of Uncle Eddie. Yeah. Giving him the white shoes. You got the, you got the kid saying, I got, said, "You have Tetris? No, but I got a stack of nudie books this high." Man, <laughs> it's just got, yeah. it's just layered as fuck, and it's so good. So I'm not saying I don't compare the two films. I don't, but I think. Well, if you're going to Vacation rank them, is a better film.
0: All right. So if you're going to go vacation one, Christmas vacation two, where do you rank European and Vegas? I don't
1: even rank them. The thing about European vacation... It's terrible. You know what the thing about... The only saving grace for National Lampoon's Euro, European vacation mm-hmm. is that you get a look at Beverly D'Angelo's tits. That's true. She's naked and, in the And shower. let me tell you... They're good. See, a lot of people see that film, but they see it on TV. They they never saw. It's kind of like those who only saw Roadhouse on TNT. Yeah. Or TBS. Like little did they love. They love Roadhouse, but they don't understand how really dirty.
0: I was on my break. Stay on
1: it. Yeah. They don't understand how dirty that film really is.
0: You're a dead man.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Yeah. But. Can you imagine
2: talking like this the whole day, every day of your life? And you're outraged. You're supremely pissed off. You're ready to kill a motherfucker. And the best you can do is you're a dead man.
0: It's poor bastard. I
2: have lung cancer. I can't but you're a project dead. man. I can't project where the goddamn- I shit. sound like a cartoon from the 1920s. I sound like a prospector. There's gold in them hills! Gold! <laughs> He's <a> Terry Funk <laughs> was just doomed to a life of sounding like a prospector. There's gold in them hills! Will you marry me?
1: <laughs> uh you're a dead man. But if you've never seen European Vacation unedited, and I, I, I'll say with some degree of certainty that most people have not. They've caught it on, on cable television. Mm-hmm. They didn't get to see Be- Beverly's titties. Yeah. They didn't get to see some of the funnier parts of European Vacation, Vacation, because there actually were some funny parts to that film. That being said, European Vacation is dead last. That was a money grab. I yeah. all know what it was. Well, I... I mean, what makes me sad about your European vacation was that you did have potential. You had Eric Idle. Yeah. A small bit part, doing doing very British things. You had you had great stuff that was there. It was just it was just a money grab. <laughs> Vegas Vacation, also a money grab. But it has Uncle Eddie.
0: Yeah. Uncle it,
1: Eddie changes things. Yeah.
0: Well, and uh I I mean not no offense to the the actors, but I don't like the Russ and Audrey from Vega from uh, European vacation Yes they're horrible The Russ and Audrey from Vegas vacation. Uh. At well,
1: least Audrey. Sorry about the rust.
0: <laughs> but uh, still, he's funny too. Like I don't know. I put a dollar and I got a car. I put a dollar and I got a car. I put a Nick dollar Papa Giorgio. Why don't,
1: yeah.
0: well, don't they you know what it's like to be a boy on the town? When he's in love. Listen, <laughs> well, so your name's Nick Papa Giorgio. My name's Santa my, Fe, New Mexico.
1: My favorite part. Well, there's many from Vegas. Because the thing is, I watch Vegas Vacation. It's not a great movie, Mine's but it's got when burst Newton. on the plane. That and then I like when. Uh, <laughs> When, what's his name? Uh, not Wayne Newton. It's all about Nick Papagiorgio. Oh, no, no. The coach from Greece is in that movie. He wins the Kino at the end. Oh, yeah. I won, the, I won the money. The, the money, money is I won the
2: money. I won, the money. Money. I won <laughs> the
1: money. The money. Me and Leah <laughs> do that all the time. He dies. Well, it's something
0: I do all the time to this day, especially if we're at a buffet. You can't pass this opportunity. I'll have some of the yellow. And don't get cheap on me. <laughs> or, what is, is this chicken? Oh, I'm sorry. That's not chicken.
1: This, this is chicken. <laughs> want some? <laughs> I always wanted to find the casino. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Wh- where, where they went to it was, it was all the different games. Yeah. Like, which hand is it in? Yeah. War. War. These are my pick games. Pick a number one through ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eddie, these are my games. No.
0: Clark. Is there going to be enough room for the yeah, angel? The thing
1: about it is, she married I'm, to Al Pacino? I don't know. I'm like going to be really honest. Beverly D'Angelo was one of my first boners. True story. From European
0: vacation? Don't know. We're going to end up not sounding good if we lean back like that. Don't know. I don't
1: know where it was from. Just know it was the thing. Beverly, Beverly D'Angelo. Well, and this is the other sister. What do you mean the other? Well, yeah, she was the <laughs> retarded one. I know. Yeah, or special needs. <laughs> Which, well, yeah. but once I saw you, like, it was so weird for me. Like this scene right here, right? Mm. They're in the bed. Clark's got all the tar on his hands. He can't, he can't read Sap. his magazine. Sap, sorry, tar, whatever. Well, once you've seen European oh. Vacation and you know what that little night slip is hiding, yeah, it's kind of like you want to see him again because mm-hmm. you saw him 15 years before. Because there's a lot of time between European Vacation and this one. Yeah, not. Maybe 10 years.
0: Maybe yeah, like 85 to 95 or something, something like that.
1: I think this one's 91 or 2, but whatever. There's several years difference. Mm-hmm. I'd say 8. I want to see what those puppies look like right there, because I know what they look like now. Well, that's like... Uh... Imagine, I want to I I say this. What a talented woman. <laughs> she sang all her own songs, portraying Patsy Cline and coal Miner's daughter, and killed it. Yeah. Fucking killed it. She can sing. She's beautiful. And she has just... slap. The desk, grade-A titties. I mean, that's not something to be minimalized. Okay. Those are those are top-notch titties was surrounded by loads of other real talent. She didn't do anything to get the titties. That was, that's all biological. It's, it's genetic. Genetic. But everything else. Well, this reminds me
0: of Captain Ron, another movie, much like European Vacation, where the last thing you expect is for the lead actress mother character to show some tit. And in Captain Ron, I forget her name, but she's in that that shower stall in the boat with Martin Short. And you see all her boobs. It's like the last thing I expected in this family film about one-eyed Kurt Russell getting a boat from uh, San Juan Pateo <laughs> to to Chicago or wherever the fuck they were trying to take it was to see the mom naked. And you definitely Especially do. when Martin Short is playing the lead. Yeah. Like, no. Like, has there
1: ever been a movie
0: <laughs> Where Martin Short and Titties are in the same film. Probably the only other one is um uh Inherent Vice. I, I don't know if I've seen that. It's uh it's got Joaquin Phoenix and Martin Short, and there's definitely nudity in it. But not necessarily but Martin Short is definitely not the lead, Joaquin Phoenix is. And Joaquin Phoenix has probably been in some movies with nudity.
1: Mm. I'm guessing. I wish River had been in some films with nudity. <laughs> Not Joaquin. <laughs> uh, there's probably, is there, where do you stand on Joaquin as the... Not to pivot. Is who, there nudity in Gladiator? Yeah. Well, there you go. But where, where do you stand on Joaquin as the Joker? Uh,
0: who, is, is that Scorsese doing that? Who's doing that?
1: I don't know. There's a the damn sure not Martin Scorsese.
0: Oh, I'm thinking of the Holmes movie. Um, I don't know where I stand. I will know where I stand when I see some... Teaser footage of some kind. You haven't
1: seen any? No. I've seen quite a few.
0: I know the, that it's the, an origin the, story, which is kind of cool. And what's even more inspiring, my one of my favorite comics and somebody who got me into podcasts, Mark Marin, is in that movie and has scenes with Joaquin and De Niro, mm. which knowing Mark Maron's history, the fact that he was like a struggling comedian who was close with David Cross and Louis C.K. before he was in trouble for jerking off and all these other
1: very big, successful, getting TV just, show comics. To be clear, he didn't get in trouble for jerking off. If that was the case, we'd all be arrested. <laughs> he got in trouble for jerking off just openly in front of women. Sure. Continue.
0: The point being, Mark Maron sort of always had this why not me attitude because everybody he came up with as a stand-up found some level of success and he just never peaked that way. Uh, you know, by the time he started his podcast, Louie was already in talks to do his next TV show, having already done one before. Um, and so just knowing that damn near 10 year progression of Marin being a comic that only real comedy nerds knew about to somebody uh, in his second season on Glow doing, you know, not a huge part, but parts in movies with Robert De Niro. It's like fucking a like. If it took him 10 years, maybe by 2028, 20, <laughs> we'll be swimming in millions, too. If we just keep at it. Just keep at it. Of course, he built his notoriety by interviewing people of note. Right. So, you know, if we can get some celebrities in here. Oh, God. <laughs> no, that's a her. It's the lingerie scene. No. she's somebody too I forget who she is but she's she's she's
1: nobody I've looked her up she never acted much after I this I thought she was like somebody's daughter or something Oh no, you're talking about like actually you
0: know, like I mean,
1: she, maybe but I'm telling you nothing ever happened after this
0: like she's like a Coppola or something maybe not that but yeah this this scene in the movie this was always a good scene and don't they do like a like a Fast Times at Ridgemont High thing with her, where he's he's picturing... Yeah, that's when
1: they're singing the Mellie Kaliki Maka song, and he's envisioning the pool, and yeah. then Eddie... Well, no, it starts out as the family. Right. And then Eddie comes out with a towel and throws it in the and leopard. And they all disappear, and her little ass comes out. See, Russ?
0: Can't see the line. No, Dad? Can't see the line.
1: <laughs> I mean, she is Night early 90s sexy.
0: Yeah, she's period sexy.
1: Period sexy. Not... Menstrual. It wouldn't work today. I mean, it, <laughs> I'd fuck her. <laughs> today. Same outfit, same hair. Let's just stop pretending. <laughs> you have any more to add to that? I probably shouldn't.
2: <laughs> Are you content with dead air while you stare at her? I know, I know. I was getting a little
1: drooly. Yeah. She She is kind of like my style, though. That kind of like chestnut dark hair Pursed lips. She's hot for the era,
0: and she's 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 still hot hot by present day. But she does have a, you know. Oh,
1: here comes Leonard. She's
0: the wolf of people. She has a '90s stink to her in this movie.
1: That's very true. Here comes comes Leonard Hofstetter to ruin it. Who's Leonard Hofstetter? Come on, man. Big Bang Theory. Never watched it. I'm not surprised. (laughs) See, no one would ever do that. Well she did No woman would ever hike up her skirt at a department store to see that, hey, no line. Well, one can only hope that they would. I mean don't get me wrong. I'm more than happy to see it.
0: Yeah, no Big Bang Theory, two and a half men, two broke girls, all the popular sit multicam sitcom shows. I've just i never been able to get into.
1: It's like, hey, who didn't see that joke coming? You're going to put me in a box here. I don't watch any of the other ones you said. But Big Bang Theory is pretty funny sometimes.
0: Every time time I see any moments of any of them, I'm like, hey, who didn't see that joke coming? Hey, there's a zinger that we all could have predicted. (laughs) Hey, this funny hip timing is just not the way anybody actually
1: speaks. Well, kudos to you, man. (laughs) Sorry I like a fairly popular television show. Sell out. I'm not watching it as it comes out. I watch the ones on TBS that come on right after Seinfeld. (laughs) Sell out. Whatever. Label me what you want. You know
0: what's wild? The woman that plays Clark's mom is only like six years older than him. I know. That's, that's, that's that's not, that's not her. No, that's her mom. Yeah. And I believe Art, his
1: father-in-law,
0: I believe he was in Twelve Angry Men. I was gonna say, with that's crazy, with Henry that. Fonda.
1: That was a, Twelve Angry Men is a fantastic. film. I
0: love that movie. Isn't he the one? He's, he wears glasses, and he's kind of like the last he's, one. He's kind of the nerdy one.
1: He's one of the last few to come around. Outside yeah. of the one guy that hates his son, that was like the one guy yeah. that was pushing it the whole time. But yeah. Well,
0: I like the guy from uh, Problem Child, who's like, "Can we get this over? I got a ball game to get to." <laughs> like, can't you tell him into sports? I got a plaid fedora. I'm wearing a polo shirt with my suit. You guys are all wearing coats and ties. Yeah. I'm into sports. I'm a sporting I'm man. i sporting man. I got a ball game to get to. He's guilty. He's he obviously works. guilty. Safe sex me for a minute. I gotta pee. Safe sex. Safe sex. <laughs> <laughs> I was, we, this was on TV the other night, as I said before, and I, I said to Kristen, I said, I, we all know who she is. I've never seen this dude in anything
1: else. Imagine that. turn the sound off. He probably sees this now. And it's just like, oh, fuck, man. I could have been a contender. Not that she, you know, you know what the thing about Julia Louie, right? She's fuck. she was born loaded. Really? Her dad's a billionaire. Wow, well, Dreyfus. That's, <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. I'm going to leave that alone. I don't know what he does. Yeah. I just know that she was like born into money. Something in now the she's banking industry. crap. <laughs> I'm just doing Given a, the tenor of our day and age, I'm not touching that. I'm not calling you anything. Okay. But no, she she was born loaded. And I, I often wonder like normally you hate on people that come into that kind of thing. Mm. You're born into it. Yeah. But she, she's got a talent, man. Doing good on battery life, by the way. She's doing she's just done really well for herself. I mean, to have a lane is one thing. But then you like for well, her and she was doing Elaine during this movie.
0: I agree. If this but, is like ninety one, ninety two, this is the, yeah, no, no. the
1: she, she, prime of Seinfeld. I'm sure that this was something she took a break out of to to make this movie. But I think for me personally, it's kinda like the you know, this was it. Like this was her big break. And some for some people that have a Seinfeld like that or Friends or one of these mega shows, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's always who you're gonna be. Yeah. But she's well, great because she took it and made Veep, which I think is a fantastic show. I've seen some of it. I never really locked in, but I, it's not. I know of it. I, I don't. I've never sat down and watched like four episodes of Veep. It's not. That's not a show you binge, in my opinion. It's okay. a show you kind of like, watch one, two, and come back to a few weeks.
0: Well, I know it's got Buster from uh, Arrested Development, yeah. and some other. Veep's <laughs> a good show. It's
1: it's kind of ridiculous, but it's also a good show. Uh, But it's like, you know, you never... Like, Jason Alexander, no matter what he does, he's always going to be... George. And the guy that did yeah. the McDonald's commercial for the Hot and Cold. <laughs> the Hot stays hot. Huh? Right. And What's wild stays. about him, though, is he's a big stage guy. Oh, yeah, he's great. But so people he does don't a lot go of, to
0: stage. He does a lot of, well, New Yorkers do. He right, does a lot of
1: serious stage acting. Yeah, but again, that's like, great. He did I, like King Lear or something. Wonderful. Like. I never saw it because yeah. I don't I don't live on Broadway, nor that's do true. I live in New York. So is also true. I'm, I'm happy that he's great and finds joy in that because otherwise he would pretty much forever be... George. George. And if not George, he's the guy that tried to rape Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. That's literally all he has. Well, he was just trying to get her to do her job. And all that being said, all that being said, it's
0: better than it's, being, it's better than being Kramer. Kramer. What's his name? Michael Richards. Michael Richards. Which, yeah. by the
1: way, he did a... Um,
0: you can't frustratingly yell the N-word at just, a black person it's just, in a comedy it's club. It's never going to go well. You know, even Chris Rock would have told you that's yeah. not going to work. He did a uh,
1: Comedians in Cars with yes. Jerry. yeah. Did you see that? I've seen them all, but I don't remember it specifically. You, I don't think you've seen it then. Is it a van? No. What do they ride right in? Well, maybe they do or maybe they don't. I think they ride right in a van. I just know that he's a fucking crazy person.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I, remember, I remember He's it.
1: crazy. Yeah. He's not all there. He's, like, playing chess with homeless people in the streets. Kind of like Cousin Eddie. I'd prefer to hang out with Cousin Eddie.
0: Randy Quaid is... He's crazy. Now, he's, on crazy level tonight, to he's today... He's genuinely crazy.
1: Yeah, he, like, lived in Canada for 10 years. Yeah. Said the government was trying to kill him.
0: Was ma- He was making porno with his wife where she wore a paper plate mask that looked like Rupert Murdoch.
1: Is this real? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. Like, you're... This <laughs> you, is a You want to pause the movie and pull it up? Kind of. <laughs> you're telling me that he was making porn.
0: He was making home porn. Maybe it wasn't Rupert Murdoch, but it was somebody like that. Uh, what's his name? Randy Quaid. Uh, that's not how you spell Quaid. Q. We'll just do Q- Randy Quaid porn, see what happens. No.
1: Oh, Randy Quaid Full Frontal New... Don't. Show me
0: this. No, I'm not going to show you that one, but I was right. Randy, Randy Quaid fucks his wife on camera while she wears a Rupert Murdoch mask. No. Click, play, yeah, and that's her. Which, she's not, I mean, she doesn't have, she doesn't have a bad looking body for being married to Randy Quaid. who looks like, uh, deranged Santa Claus in this particular video. This is from over three years ago, so I think things have settled down for him a bit, but, uh. Yeah, at some point we'll just we'll just move things along here. Maybe it won't happen. There's the Rupert Murdoch mask. So it wasn't a paper plate; it was a printout. But they did cut eye holes for her, and she puts it on, and then and then he rails her because he's. This is the actual video. Yeah, because he's fucking Rupert Murdoch. This is this is going to be a new upside to doing podcasts in the studio. We can actually pull things up as we're talking about them on, no, my, I, on my work you know, the computer. Thing about it is,
1: I don't know what I'm more weirded out about. The mask or the fact that I'm watching Randy Quaid dick somebody down from behind. <laughs> well, it is is think this is real. It is his she's wife. This, it, it, she's I don't know. This is weird.
0: Well, even if it is acting, it's still weird. And I wasn't wrong. I wish I had this last week when I said that the Bundy guys were in Oregon and you told me they weren't. Jesus, let it go. <laughs> sometimes
1: you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. Jesus. <laughs> I don't think I can continue though. <laughs> Just watch Randy Quaid <laughs> fuck his probably way too hot wife.
0: She is better. She is too good for him. There's no getting around that.
1: Well, she wears a Rupert Murdoch.
0: But you know that she's fucked in the head because she's stuck with him through all of his shit where he fled to Canada because the media was trying to kill him. And now they're back in the States and I think they've mellowed out a bit. And interestingly enough, I remember hearing a story on the radio last week where Dennis Quaid revealed that he used to have an eight ball a day habit. Really? Yeah. What's an eight ball? That's a... I don't know. Three and a half grams? I think, it's, I think they said on the radio that that's about three and a half grams. That's a lot of cocaine,
1: bro. It's a lot of cocaine. I has, as someone who's never snorted it, but certainly been around it, I know the term eight ball means for like your casual user, an eight ball should last you like a week. The fact that someone's doing that in a day, yeah, It's a
0: lot of cocaine.
1: You know, Dennis is Leah's old man fetish. Really? Yeah, she she gets a real big wide on wide on. Mm.
0: It's Jeff Goldblum number one. I would say. Maybe. You, you think Goldblum over Dennis Quaid?
1: Uh, here in two thousand eighteen, I'm saying yes. I'm I'm gonna say yes. What if to you that? tell her
0: the cocaine history? Maybe he's got a limp dick. <laughs> I thought cocaine worked the other way. No, I mean I've never done it, but I'm pretty sure cocaine makes you limp dick, not hard dick.
1: Really, but it's an upper. No. Nah. Like limp dick to me sounds like like you know whiskey dick. You drink too much whiskey. You try to fuck. Good good luck with that. Does cocaine... <laughs> I don't... This could actually be a drawback to the show, having this kind of access to ready information.
0: Cocaine can temporarily reduce the new the need for food or sleep, uh, may cause erectile dysfunction. Huh. In abusers of sexual dysfunction and abusers of cocaine and alcohol. So chances are, if you've been binge drinking all night and using cocaine to stay awake to drink more, you are not getting an erection. Huh. And now, just while we're here, Dennis Quaid, cocaine. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, reveals crippling former cocaine addiction. Yeah, so I was right about that. I was trying to make sure. When was this?
1: Because now I want to watch all the films he made during that time (laughs) period, you know? I believe it
0: was all of the 1980s, what he revealed. He looks a little odd there. He kind of looks that like
1: that is a poor picture of Dennis Quaid. He
0: kind of he kind of looks like he could be related to the uh, the florist from Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> who I realized was another connection from Arnold to Daniel Day Lewis, because the florist in uh, in that movie is also in the name of the father with Daniel Day Lewis. Uh-huh. I don't know that actor's name. But he's in the movie with DiCaprio. It was another stair step. But I want to tell the people all the way back on episode 41, I did six steps to get from uh, Daniel Day-Lewis to Schwarzenegger. And then on the way home, I called you with a three-stepper, if you recall.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, I, like
0: I said. Uh, Ironside to Christian Bale to West. Studi. That's your three-step right there. there go, Who would have thought that West Studi is how you get from Daniel Day-Lewis to Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm not surprised. We've mentioned
1: West Studi on here before. He's been a reg- he's been a, kind of a regular mention. Nobody says Kentucky. <laughs> 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 hey, there's a scene here. This is a scene where Clark's in the attic. Christmas yeah. is a time of year. Love the song. Love Ray Charles. But there's a big part of this right here. It's just about to happen where he's... He's hiding Christmas presents. And he finds old Christmas presents. He finds a Mother's Day present oh, from okay. 1982. I want to know what's in that motherfucker.
0: He just blows it off. I want to know why he has to hide them to this degree. They're wrapped. Yeah. Just put them under a tree. Put them under a tree. Hide them in plain sight. Mm. You're going to know if somebody peeked if the paper's been ripped. Yeah. And I also want to know, like, can you, if you got accidentally closed up in an attic, can you really not get out? I'm uh, sure you could like I'm pretty sure if the if my attic door which is not exactly like this one his ladder is the the steps slide my steps fold regardless you put your enough body weight on it and push it down it's going to go down and then you can just push the ladder open and get down i, I not to poke not to poke in holes, holes in this movie but you could get out of the there's attic
1: there's a lot of reasons to poke holes one if you see the ladder if if the attic's open no dumb bitch is just gonna shut it. There's a, there's someone up there. Well, Ray Romano's this would.
0: Ray Romano's That's mom true. would. There's a lot of holes. Though. Raymond. <laughs> yeah, I like I like that
1: he gets stuck up there. And this has got my favorite line from the movie too, where she's like, "I'm sure Clark would want to come with us. He's got a car, he can drive. I have I to gotta eat. got to take my back pills. He's got a car, he can drive. He's got a car, I he can have drive.
0: to eat. I, I can take my back pills." <laughs>
1: I'm sure Clark would want to come with us. <laughs> Such a good line. That's what, what Leah's favorite too.
0: He's got a car. He can drive. I have to eat so I can take my back pill. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many good lines in this movie. Like, oh, I had a lot of help from Jack Daniels. <laughs> When I was a kid, I didn't know that Jack Daniels was whiskey, and I never understood why that was funny. Yeah. It's like, who's Jack? Now we understand and totally
1: understand it completely.
0: Well, and then also when the lights don't work, which has already happened, like if you need any help, I'll Holler, be upstairs. I'll be asleep.
1: Upstairs, asleep. <laughs> this movies, you know, it's like the more you talk about it, you're more like this is the best one, and it might be. Maybe I'm going back on my original estimate. You about ready to do some kissing?
0: <laughs>
1: so good, <laughs> so good, dude.
2: Hallelujah. Holy shit!
1: Forgive me, my cousin's heart is bigger than his brain. Thanks, Thank Clark. you, Clark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, shit, even the stuff that you don't hear but only see, like Eddie's massive dong in the grocery store when he's piling on the dog Best, f- food.
1: Best part about the dong scene was that it was probably ten years into watching this on regularity mm-hmm. before my dad just kind of, i never forget it, he was watching he just started dying laughing. Now, we'd watch this movie, ten, maybe not me, but a lot yeah. of times. And we were like, what's so funny? He's like, look at his dick. <laughs> it took him years to notice yeah. the outline of that massive phallus. Yeah. And it was just like, the funny part had always been that they're broke, but he's got all this money for dog food. <laughs> not presents, but just dog food for, yeah. for snots. Yeah. But now I can't watch that scene without seeing that fucking flopper. And maybe wondering if it's real now. (laughs) You know what, Clark? Why don't you give me a little bit of money for you two? Get yourself something real real nice.
4: nice.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Leah's asking for some... We're about to go out of town, so she needs a lot of contact info. I thought you were going to say condoms. Um, No. (laughs) Nope. Never again. I don't wear those.
0: Uh, yeah, and I was going to say, all of a sudden, you're getting texts on when you're going to be home. It's like, hey, you're not doing the podcast at home anymore.
1: No, it's just she needs this. She needs contact info because, you know, you get got someone watching the dog for six days, and then they have to leave, and because it's Christmas, someone's going to come pick up the dog and take him back to her house, but we also have someone else coming to watch the cat for six days, so it's a very intricate process. That's a lot. It is.
0: But I suppose that the intricacy is better than the expense of just old-fashioned boarding. No doubt. So you boarding
1: have to, is expensive, and on top of that, I would never do it because I, having worked in those, not worked personally, but dealing with those places as accounts uh, and seeing how they do things, I would never do that.
0: You know, back in the day, when we had to go out of town and we still lived in the city, we would take Monster to this um, dog daycare down mm-hmm. in the city. And they have, like, videos set up so you can you can log on and watch them in the middle of the day. And that was fun because it literally was, like, playtime for eight hours. And then they all get their own little private kennel, which is just cages next to each other. So they mm-hmm. still see one another. And they just all hang out and eat and go to sleep and wake up and run around and sniff each other's asses and fuck and fight over rope toys and play, and he just would do that for six days straight. Yeah. And then we'd pick him up and pay like a $500 bill. Right. <laughs> so at some point, it's like, yeah, let's see if uh, so-and-so wants to watch him instead. We'll throw him 100 bucks. It's
1: uh, it's robbery, man, for what they do. They yeah. charge people that much. It's just...
0: Well, see, what we do is we give your pet a safe environment. <laughs> And make sure that they're getting they lots of exercise. There was one of
1: the, uh, uh, without saying any names, there was one that is a customer of mine. That's all you'll hear from me. But one of their employees was caught, like the lady was at work watching her dog. And mind you, there's like 80 of them running. That's too many dogs. I've seen the environment. Yeah. It's a very small space. Like people say, we'll let your dog out every day. <laughs> Into a tiny container a little enclosed space with 98 other dogs. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, she was watching. Fluorescent lights. Yeah. (laughs) She was watching online and as she's watching, this guy that's an employee just kicks the dog. Mm. Not once, not twice, but three times. Knees it in the head. Well, was it it being shitty? No. That's (laughs) the thing. It was just just a guy having a bad day. Mm. Doesn't like animals, but he came to this place to work. I don't understand that. But she reports it, and then it blows up, goes viral. Now he's arrested. But, like, that's the place. Like, you hired that guy. Yeah. Imagine watching... Like, for someone like... I love my dog, but if Leah saw Legion getting kicked by some random individual while we were out of town with with no wherewithal, no availability to go, like, what the fuck? Yeah. She'd lose her mind. It would be, like... It's not on the level of kids Right. now that we've had a kid. Yeah. But, like, she would be violently upset Mm -hmm. and when you see that and you're like damn i work with these people i don't work with them but they we're a partnership as far as it's just like fuck man like what are y'all doing who are you hiring yeah it's one job it's not that hard like you none of these dogs and you don't have to do it no you don't (laughs) like if you don't love dogs that's fine you don't have to love dogs to do this job but you don't have to hate them not yeah just don't kick them. That's literally the only job. Like the job description should read: feed, water, don't walk, kick. don't kick, <laughs> try not to kill. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just like, what are you doing? Well, that's not unlike when I worked
0: for a government, a a county, HVAC company, or it was an HVAC company in contract with a county. So we took care of all the government buildings, and the pound being one of them. And the man that worked at the pound whose job was to euthanize the dogs when they had to be put down for violence or just overstaying their welcome, he was way too into his job. Ah. Uh, and I was like, that motherfucker needs to get curb stomped and strangled <laughs> to death. <laughs> like, I get that the pit bull bit nine children, and what are you going to do? He doesn't have to laugh while Staff he kills your it.
1: Staffordshire Terrier, sir. <laughs> Not a pit bull. He
0: doesn't have to laugh maniacally while he kills it. And to make matters worse, he had like a strawberry birthmark that covered half of his face. Oh,
1: fuck. He's like straight out of a That's yeah. a serial killer movie. It was bad. That's like a that's like a season of true detective.
0: That being said, you allude to it's not like kids, and I have upset my my fur baby friends before when I've said, like, listen, you don't understand what it's like to have real babies, and I can tell you this for a fact. If my house was on fire, I would run past the dog yeah. to get my kids out of the, the house. I throw the dog
1: into the fire. <laughs> If it meant the to, f- to did, get the kids out. If, if fire needed to be satiated, right? <laughs> if if I knew that, that I could slow the burn. Yeah. I, I love th- my th- animals. I'd give them a love. pat on the head I toss. love my animals. I really do. I'm an animal fanatic. I'm like on the Ricky Gervais level mm-hmm. of loving animals and saying fuck you to any human that would hurt them. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> if... If it if it was like Vivian's in that room, to get to her, you must burn lead. Like, I imagine like some <laughs> gatekeeper. Your daughter's in the room. It's like Saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanna play a game. I wanna play a little bit. It's game. Terry Funk. Yeah. I, wanna <laughs> fun.
2: <laughs> I wanna play a game. You got a new saw. I wanna a play a game. Here's what it is, dead man. You have a house fire structure, if you will. You got your daughter in one room. And your dog in
1: the next. Okay, Terry Funk. So far, I'm,
2: you ain't shown me shit. I'm gonna
1: stop you, Terry Funk. It's not hard. I'm gonna throw my dog into the fire. Yeah. And clearly take my child. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's yeah. not, this not an opinion. This is not. And, and people, I, it's a transition one has to make naturally. Mm. Like when we got Legion, when y'all got Monster, probably very comparable you love that animal because oh, the yeah. animal is kind of indicative of it's it's a it's a it's he was not, the not kid to, not not to yeah, he was for a couple of years not to use like a stereotype stereotypical it's it's pro- it's progression when you when you're with somebody and there's no children you take on a, that amount of responsibility as kind of like a building block yeah it's like a stepping stone yeah it's, it's a dog, which everyone loves. But at the same time, it's a little bit of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And you do that together. Something you have together. Something you have Something you have together. It's yeah. your dog, not my dog. Yeah, And it's all a great thing. And you love that animal. You do. You absolutely love that animal. When something comes blasting out of your penis into your wife's vagina, which nine feels months later... Amazing. It feels amazing. And then nine months later is an actual human being... Mm-hmm. that you're physically holding and now you're like nurturing and growing it's just a different animal and I to your point with your dog and I know I don't know your friends but I know your friends with I have, my own experience I
0: have plenty of fur baby friends or fur babies
1: are great I had a fur baby but I promise you if you poop one out yourself mm. it's a different animal it's yeah. not a, at, literally a yeah. different animal it's not the same thing you love I still love leech like I'll never like Sometimes I got a little bit of my momitis where I, I look at him and I'm like, what am I going to do when you die? And I'm like, wait, you're only four. So probably I probably have like at least eight years. I got some time. I have some time, but I'm going to start worrying about this now. By the time we get there, I won't care as much. Well. <laughs> I'll have like three kids, and you'll just be like, a kind of, like,
0: time for him to go. I'm going to look at you, and in the words of Terry Funk, say, <laughs> you're a dead man.
2: <laughs> You know, think about this one. Terry Funk has to
0: be in the title at this point. It's a Terry Funk Christmas.
2: (laughs) It's a Terry Funk Christmas. You know a Terry
0: Funk Christmas song. Jingle
2: bells, (laughs) jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun! The thing is, it
1: is true. I would love to get this in Ric Flair's hands because your impersonation of Terry Funk is fucking flawless. Like when you say it, I tried to close my eyes just now. You're
2: a dead man. Dead man. He's such. So a, far, he ain't shown me shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing about him is, is that you're nailing it because even if, like, in the movie, he sounded like that. But you know, like, the the, the mid 80s res, so wrestling. I have
0: no wrestling memory. Right, 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 Terry right. Funk. So this is what i Terry Funk is a character in Roadhouse and a rubber action figure I had from right, childhood. Right, and that's, and, and, and and that's and fine.
1: Green I, I want you to stick with that because what I can promise you was in his, in his promos, which were, you know, promos are everything for a wrestler. Both then and now. Maybe not now, because now I don't even know what they do. But back then, his promos were exactly the same. You listen here, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, (laughs) when we
2: drive into Cincinnati tomorrow night. (laughs) It was just like, (laughs) I'm going to be
1: there. And it was horrible. And he had the worst promos, because it reminded me, now that we think about it, it reminded me that. Uh, Will Ferrell had that sketch on SNL where he was the guy that couldn't modulate the sound of his voice. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. It was always on... I'm to- having trouble controlling yeah. the volume of my voice. <laughs> Hi, Colin! <laughs> it was that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like It wasn't that it was high, it's just that Terry never had any influx. I don't know how.
2: <laughs> I don't know how to go beyond this. <laughs> I can't express my anger like most people because I can't really... <laughs> Raise the sound of my voice! I am voice. incapable of projecting my voice! I would be terrible in live theater! Nobody would hear me on the back row! They say when you do stage performing, perform to the back! I would be a terrible theater actor! I can give you a solid first four rows! So yeah. far, you ain't shown me shit! shit. <laughs> That's all I got. He's see, like, I'm staying, and you're
1: going. Yeah, I think, I think this is a Terry Funk's musical Christmas hour. Terry Funk Christmas hour. Terry Funk's magical Christmas special. <laughs>
0: Has he been in other movies? Or is it I just, don't know. Just wrestling in I the mean, roadhouse. You have
1: here. We are. You're right in front, You're in your office. You have every access to see. Nah, it. I don't want to Google anymore. Yeah. Terry Funk's I am. Have we done Roadhouse? If not, we need to do Roadhouse.
0: We should. Well we need
1: a we need a DVD or we need we we need the real version. I have a DVD.
0: Okay. (laughs) If we keep doing this here, which I vote we do, because this is going well, we can do Roadhouse here. Uh those are those mugs we were talking about. Uh, Yeah, I think we should do Roadhouse. I also think I said it in a previous episode, I feel like we should start the year off with House Guest.
1: I'm down with something with Sinbad in it. We've already done the Jingle All the Way. If not oh, what? House guest, we do uh, First Kid. I forgot about that one. <laughs> is he a Secret Service agent? In that yeah, one? and he protects the First Kid. Yeah, I know that. I get the First Kid thing.
0: And the oldest son from uh, Home Improvement is the bully at the school. Oh Brad. my God, uh, Brad! Brad, what was the last name on that show? Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, Brad Taylor. Remember when the youngest one went goth in the final years. When Jonathan Taylor Thomas got left the show? I,
1: I don't I don't
0: remember. Whatever that. happened to him? JGT? He was, he was like every girl's heartthrob <sighs> until like 98 and made that Tom and Huck movie with Brad Renfro, who's hey, dead.
1: Don't hate on that movie. It's that was actually a good, good feeling. Like, Engine good Joe? For like, couldn't
0: make that today.
1: Could not make
0: that. Can't say man. Engine Joe today. You can say First People Joe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a remake! <laughs> who stabbed this man? It was probably first people Joe, or Native American Joe. <laughs>
0: that's that's not correct. It's first people. <laughs> it definitely wasn't uh,
4: first people.
0: <laughs> isn't there isn't there a black character that's that's, <laughs> like, that's like Negro or something? Like you're definitely not getting away with that. Well,
1: that's Huckleberry Finn, not Tom and Huck. But I know, but they they overlap. You know, they took that out of the book. Can you fucking believe that? Here's my today. No, let's do, I can't. Let's do this. Is this, let's do a political five minutes. First people, Joe. first people, Joe is forever in my mind. <laughs> it's it's ruined the book. It's ruined the movie. Now every time they say first in, people, Joe. I I kind of want them to do like, hey, in honor of the 25th anniversary of Tom and Huck with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, we're going to be re-releasing it. I'm going to be bro, in the theater, which you still need to see at Pupil, by the way. Yeah. No, like listen to me. Is that Brad Renfro? Yes.
0: Why did he die?
1: I think he was on drugs. Listen, you must... And I know we're getting back to what I was just saying. <laughs> but on a serious note, I want you to watch Apt Pupil. Okay. Because I think it would be interesting to pod it. Because sometimes we get ridiculous, and that's fine. Well, all the time we get ridiculous. But I've been telling you for how many years to watch Apt Pupil. From from like the first time
0: we hung out and smoked cigarettes on right. on Ann Martin's back exactly. porch it's been a very long time or, or got stoned on a spaghetti Sunday.
1: because it, <laughs> it hits both of our mutual interests one good movies good acting and then Nazis it's not on Netflix no it's not I, I had it bought on our we had it I had it on my Amazon but then we like switched and it got all complicated I wonder if it's on Prime <laughs> I mean I don't know I'll buy it I don't give a shit I want to own it anyway is that Ian uh, Ian McKellen okay he plays the Nazi.
0: Man. He, he, he it's on, well, you could rent it on Vudu. It's on, it's on Prime, but it's got a dollar.
1: I'm more than happy to pay for it if you want to do, uh, come by and watch it, House, and we'll pot it. But it is a remarkable movie. i mean, at... Killing Nazis. It, Leah finds it amazing. It's just really, really, really great movie making. And it's 25 years old this year. Isn't he in The Client? Who? Brad Renfro. Yeah, he's the one of the the one of the young boys. But anyways, watch out, people. I don't know where we were headed before that. Uh well we were on the oh. subject of First People Joe. First people Joe. And then you said
0: that Negro Joe got taken out of the book. Yeah, so they were okay. outraged. It wasn't
1: Negro Jim. It was the other.
0: Oh. Oh, but, Jim.
1: Yeah. Not from, Joe. No. Huckleberry Finn was Negro, Negro Jim, aka not Negro, the more uh I I not a word I care to <laughs> care to use but in the book he was readily and constantly referred to as that Jim Inward Jim Jim Jim
0: And well, what's funny is you say inward everybody thinks of the word you're not saving anyone no, from the No I'm not I'm word. not I'm not but I'm not also not going just throw it out there No it's just odd that like we say inward, and everybody knows what you mean. So the word is still in their head. So you haven't saved them. No, I, I'm anything. not saving them. I'm yeah. saving the
1: pod. I, I, it's not. I don't <laughs> want. <laughs> we I personally. We there's the plenty of people that are like, oh yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Blank Jim, whatever. I don't. If you're listening, you're racist. I'm happy you're subscribing, but also go fuck off. <laughs> but anyways, I'm saying nowadays, and the when they publish that book now, they don't publish. The mm-hmm. name that Mark Twain... If, can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Like, you wrote a book, and in fact, you used that word specifically. Yeah. So that later on, in the greatest part of that book, you, you understand why he chooses to abandon that name.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But my favorite part of Huck Finn, if you've never read it, is this mental struggle of Huck's, where towards... Not the end, but towards he he realizes that he's been calling this man he's only looked at jim as a slave a runaway no less mm-hmm. who he kind of used in some form or fashion to say i could turn you in at any time mm-hmm. he used that to his advantage to get what he wanted mm-hmm. right but then it came down to this moral decision for huckleberry where he said i guess i'll go to hell if i don't turn him in cuz Everything he had been told up to that point was, it's fine. Everything he'd been told up to that point was, you know, you turn in a runaway slave. Right. Morally speaking, the right move was to, you know, turn in that slave. Yeah. And then when he has that moment where he says, "I'll probably go to hell if I don't," my f- the best line and any any Twain writer, observer, critic. Always comes back to it is when he says, "Well, fuck it." He didn't say "fuck it," but he said, yeah. "Well, screw it then. I'll go to hell." Mm-hmm. That's the epitome of that book is his moral equivalency coming 360 in his mind, where the right decision in Huckleberry's mind will eventually send him to hell, mm-hmm. but he makes it Yeah. and says, "Screw it. I don't care what they think about Jim. I'll go to hell and be on his side."
0: Well, that's the ultimate frustration with the hypersensitive, uh, willing to be offended on behalf of someone else, young white millennial generation. They're, they're, they're ready and willing to police words in a book because it's offensive and completely overlook the fact that that's part of the storytelling. Yeah. Like they're all over fucking Facebook right now for the fact, over the fact that Rudolph is the story of being bullied and taken advantage of unless you have something of value to offer and it's like yeah that's kind of the story but do you not understand how stories work like you have to have some tragedy up front to have a good resolution at the end yeah. can we not be
1: pussies well i know and that but that and that's an argument we we've discussed on on the pod before it's for all my issues with uh, the the retards of the world and we can talk about that in oh
0: st- he messaged you
1: well, I messaged him as kind of in jest after many uh, drinks. Um, <laughs> but and it, he wrote back. He wrote back, which I didn't expect. But Did he add you? No. He wants to keep it strictly on the messenger page. Well,
0: start calling him a cunt, see how long it lasts. Yeah,
1: jobless cunt. Um,
0: well, you never know these days. You yeah. Know, I know should, know. I,
1: maybe I should lead out with that. Before we start messaging, do you have a job? <laughs> Uh, I don't want to take away. Before we have this back and forth,
0: are you working or are you still a jobless cunt?
1: But it's the the conversation we've had before where my biggest beef, and as much as we shit on the Trumpers, and they deserve the shit, I'm just being honest. Uh, But she is. Oh, man. Anywho, before I get too sidetracked. uh, Yeah, this kind of, like, police policing of language mm. is so... It's almost more worrying to me.
0: It's not liberal.
1: It, But <laughs> it's not liberal. Liberals
0: used to fight for free
1: speech on college no, campuses. And I, now I know. they
0: shut it down. No, I know.
1: But used to be and are are not the same things. So, so now we live in an age where the liberals are pushing this forward. Yeah. And, well, e- <laughs> and, and even, listen, even when they don't, here's the problem now. Like, say the starbucks christmas cup from a few years ago it's circling back around cuz i just mm. bought a starbucks the other day it's just a red cup it's got no christmas on it no snowflakes whatever which is actually kind of ironic but anyways
0: if i was if i ran starbucks next year i'd say all right here listen this is what we're going to do this year we're going to do a white cup with a full color photograph quality image of baby jesus in the manger mm-hmm. and that's what we're doing this year <laughs> anybody says anything, I'm going to start personally pissing in all the cars. (laughs) I will go to every store (laughs) nationwide. Next year, we're doing Royal Blue Cups with Stars of David. (laughs) And if anybody says anything about that... And you don't even want to know what I have planned for Kwanzaa. (laughs) Kwanzaa, the holiday that was kind of made up in the 60s that no black kid ever, ever wanted to celebrates. celebrate yeah. because they saw what Santa was doing, and that's a whole hell of a lot more fun. Yeah.
1: But my point is, it's regardless of where it's actually, what its actual space in our contextualization is, it's become something else. So now any policing of language mm-hmm. is viewed as liberal. Yeah. It, it's something conservatives grab onto. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a false narrative, almost 50% of the time. Yeah. It should be a false narrative 90% of the time. But that's the problem that liberals have, yeah. is that they do want to hang on to this narrative of what you can and can't say. And it's my—look, for those who want to know me more that's why. I, that's why I, I can't identify as liberal. Even though if you were to look at my Facebook or hear what I have to say— any of your Tarver debates. Any of my Tarver debates, <laughs> which is more me just— Baiting Tarver, sure. But, but nonetheless, if you looked, if you only looked on the surface level, you would say, "Well, he's clearly a liberal." And I'm telling you, no, that's my biggest beef. I'm not. I just think they're both stupid. I think mm-hmm. they're both, they're both the wrong answer. They're not the right answer. And see, when I
0: identify myself as a liberal, I do it in the sense uh, that Bill Maher is a liberal. He's not a liberal. No, but he considers himself one. He when he But he,
1: only only by comparison. That's my point. I know
0: he views it by comparison. But like when he gets in a pissing match with Ben Affleck over the Muslim shit a couple of years ago. That was a good one because he comes under you're fire.
1: With Bill, Bill well, Affleck. I know. But
0: well Affleck. and it also stemmed from some Sam Harris shit who's an atheist author and and mm-hmm. has negative things to say about Islam in a whole other sense. But Bill Maher's point was This is a religion that does things to women and minorities and gays, etc., that are in defiance of our liberal American values. How can liberals, meaning modern-day millennial types, go to bat for this culture that they don't want to offend by judging that literally throws acid on women for not covering themselves. He said that is a violation of of traditional liberal values. Merry Christmas everybody. Sorry. So when I identify as a liberal, I identify on that bill Maher level of like uh you're a common sense liberal.
1: Yes. Can we call it that?
0: Yes. That's fine. Because I the thing that I feel like get, you know, you nuance is lost on the modern millennial liberal. It's like, do you not realize that in the same sense that you don't want some Republican twat to control your ability to get an abortion. They don't want you to control their ability to say simple language words that you yeah. don't like. And I deal with this in my
1: job space. People, uh, I asked the other day, uh, there's some girls in the office and I said, Hey, what are y'all doing for the Christmas holidays? It's an innocent question. There's mm-hmm. nothing inherently wrong with me saying the Christmas holidays. And, and one of the girls, that's t- problematic. Hey, girls talk. Uh, she's Jewish. Oh, apologies. Oh, I'm sorry. Today's
0: December 11th. Hanukkah's over. I,
1: well. <laughs> so. What are you doing for? Oh, that's right.
0: Uh, so what are you do? What's the other holiday at the end of the month? Well, there's pretty much only one because nobody celebrates Kwanzaa. Right. Kwanzaa's not even a real holiday. But my
1: point is like, oh. And that's, this is a very mild case. But where I work, like. You work in the city. I do work in the city. But I also work with a very young batch of millennials. Thirty-four. Most of these kids the that I work with, there. I'm kind of the old timer there. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean the the brothers are older than me, or at least one of them. Um, some of them are older than me, but they're the, the the you know the the hierarchies are out of touch with most of the people that they work that work for them. Mm. It's the same in any business. You 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 run the you run the ship, but you don't you don't know exactly the the people that are working for you In language it's problematic there's lots of holidays but that's true and I'm saying like I get fucking super frustrated because I don't want to hear what you think is problematic it's like
0: what are you doing for December twenty fourth and fifth you twat
1: (laughs) (laughs) you dirty fucking (laughs) you hypersensitive bitch bitch. yeah (laughs) but that's what it's kind I don't I don't even that I don't think it in my head yeah but at the same time it's like Shut the fuck up! Like yeah. I'm sorry, I asked what you're doing for Christmas time or any other fucking issue for that matter. But it's just well, like, and
0: it's, it's the rush it, to know, be you know, offended it, it, on the behalf of others. Here's the big one. Here's the
1: big one where I where I currently reside, not living but working. Hmm. It's the debate of this kind of Amer this this wave of feminism, mm-hmm. this new wave,
0: yeah,
1: which yeah. I support. Third wave. There's been probably should have been ten or fifteen by this point. Because I've, I've often told Leah, women are the superior being. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the pod. They are superior in many ways, and I think history spells that out. Well, they smell better. Pre-industrial, pre-indu- pre-agricultural revolution, women ran the world. There's no doubt. We we know this. We know the tribes were pretty much dominated by women, controlled by women. When men took over, we see a just a fucking steady downward trend, mm-hmm. right? I think women are the better.
0: That being said, well, there's no dick measuring among women. Right. Now, that doesn't make them perfect
1: because they're not. Yeah. But I just think they're better what you would call uh, mediators. Yeah.
0: Well, they, I mean, they solve problems better. Despite what the Me Too movement might have you believe, some women do lie. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. The idea that we're supposed to just go, oh, it's a woman, she's telling the truth. Right. Don't need, don't, nope need evidence, yeah. don't need to hear anymore. Don't need to hear anymore. That's, a that's a enough different different for me. That's
1: a different argument, and I don't want to get too too convoluted here. Mm. But the, the 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 language that that's the one that chaps my ass the most, as it pertains to where I work and where where I
0: yeah, because you like, like to say cunt and you want
1: to say cunt. I love the word cunt. <laughs> now I would never say it in front of women that I work with or have a, a appreciation or even respect for, because it is it's. Not everyone is you know, loves the word cunt. I know plenty of women that love the word cunt. And I've be- discussed my love of the word of cunt with them. But it'd be great if you had like
0: a best friend, like you've mentioned a work wife who thinks it's funny to be called cunt and so that's like your thing, but then the other women at the company not love it. They're not on board yeah, with she's it. Not loving it. <laughs> listen, she likes it. She, hey, hey, she likes it when yeah. I call her And it that's cut. funny
1: because the one at, at work that I do call, like, the work wife, she loves the work cunt because she's a huge Louis C.K. fan, mm. which has been kind of problematic. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, it's like, it's like this weird thing. Mm. It's like this dance you have to do where it's like, all right, I want to tell this story. mm it's like when me and you show, share stories. It's like, I also don't want to end up on the news. This is a really funny story, but I don't want to get fired for something so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. We're good. I'm just looking at the battery percentage. It's just, it's just, more. it's, I, I'm just, I'm growing. It's the one thing for all, and it's heavily weighted, but, you know, for all the things on the right that I find ridiculous that are much worse, the one thing I do struggle with is this kind of moral and, 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 and Policing, just this, this, this policing of language, policing of thought, yeah, that doesn't jibe. It doesn't, it doesn't mesh with what I would, I would consider a liberal worldview.
0: Right, like if you were truly liberal, then all language should be up for grabs. Yes. Yeah. The idea that you're policing something. Like right is It's, not a, it's a just It's just really strange thing. Because those It's
1: actually a conservative thing. Right Those who would want to Who are Often very eager To put Trump Into this like Nazi category Very happy to do it mm-hmm. I've seen it I've seen it all the time I tell people Stop doing that shit Stupid But when they do it It's like Well wait Y'all Y'all realize Nazis burn books Right Yeah They policed language mm-hmm. Right that's like the first thing they did. Yes, literally, the first thing they did was attack the intelligentsia. They hadn't even done the Jewish Be- thing before yet. Before,
0: they, they did the language They went first. They w- Well,
1: they went communists first. Mm. Then they went after the, the intelligentsia, as it's called. Mm. They went after your college professors. Then they went after the books and everything that would send an equal, an uh, opposite message to what they were trying to do. Mm. And once they had a, a, just abolished that, where you had no sa- salient thought, Coming from the opposing team, yeah. no one intelligent left standing. No to one point out
0: What they're about to do no is one really fucked not up. Only, not
1: only no, no one intelligent alive or able yeah. to to counteract or contradict what they were saying, but even more so, they had just demolished mm-hmm. waves of literature uh, and, and study and and anything that would would be you know counteract what they were trying to do. Then they implemented their final. Yeah. Solution. Yeah. When no
0: one was left standing to make a common sense argument against it,
1: then they were free to do exactly what they wanted to do. And that but isn't that fucking strange Mm. that those who are quick to condemn this right wing controlling government as Nazis with with Trump being lead Nazi, they still want to own language. They still want to, to make things politically correct. That's why I think South Park is still to this day like one of our last hopes. When you put PC Principal out there, and he's... I mean, what can you say? The guy... It's a perfectly written part. Yeah. Masculine man, Ray-Bans, right? You have an an opinion of what he's going to say in your mind based on his appearance. And then he comes out, bro, I can't say those words, bro. I'm PC Principal. You can't say that anymore. What do you mean I can't say that anymore? That's what they're trying to do. They're literally trying to say, you can't say that. Yeah. And think about this. Like, if we did get successful. We do this for us now. Mm. And for those we love and people that come back. And I don't care if it's for 50 people or 50,000. I still love doing it. But if we did hit big, can you imagine the shitstorm? And keeping in mind that our political values that we've shared on the show mm-hmm. are in line with more of with more, than more the right. than left than the right. We've shown Trump a centrist, lot more than we supported them. Centrists and leftists would love it. Mm-hmm. Republicans... Not so much, but it, we know some of them clearly still listen. Yeah. Because we don't try to go down that path. But think about it. If we actually went big, and what would happen is, of course they would go back. They would send some fucking intern to listen to uh, 50 episodes, so just roughly— go to episode four. What is that, like 140
0: hours? <laughs> if you're listening now, sir or ma'am or child, <laughs> just go to episode four— we talk about bear aspirin. It's ugly and weird, and we can By the way,
1: <laughs> I, I did some studies just mm. to full circle. Yeah, I did, I did. I went back and read some stuff about Hugo Boss. You were fucking spot on. Yeah, I know. Dude's a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Makes a great sport coat though. Let's. Uh, I need to pause for a pee break. So let's uh, safe sex. Safe sex. And I can chop it up later.
3: Christmas candle Merry Christmas Pumpkin Key of F Have yourself A horny Little Christmas Put stuff
0: I wonder what the. Uh, can we do anything Christmassy? Like this is Christmas.
1: Can you imagine? I was well. What I was going to say was, before you asked, I was I was going to make it Christmassy, <laughs> considering the last fifteen minutes Of political hour here on NPR. But uh, like, uh,
0: this is my farewell episode, so
1: yeah. The uh, kills many bear would would his Christmas special would be pretty, pretty sweet. <laughs> like a Christmas party at the tribe, he'd bring I back still, double the animals.
0: I still like the idea. Some some men are longer than others.
1: <laughs> your mother has been telling you stories See, about me.
2: When I when I do when I do Native American,
1: why does your skews, Indian accent sound like Mister Magoo? Well, <laughs> when, <laughs> I, when I do when I
2: do Native American, it skews north north northwestern north Alaskan
4: northwestern. <laughs>
2: Some, it was the worst. Some men are longer than others. That <laughs> <laughs> is the worst. Your mother's been telling me, your mother's been telling you stories about me again. <laughs> yeah, Ireland. It's mine. Mankato, Minnesota.
1: Anywho. <laughs> yeah, Christmas. Christmas. What's your, uh, what's, Christmas. what's your favorite, favorite Christmas, Christmas memory?
0: Well, that's, I don't want to go there. What I was going to say. What? The thing that I wish you could connect with as an adult...
1: Uh, You're shooting me down.
0: Well, the thing I wish you could connect with as an adult... Y'all heard it here. And even when you have kids, you you still never tap back into it. When you're a little kid, Christmas is magical. Yeah. Fucking Santa Claus came through. The swell of just good feelings you get around the fact that it's getting closer. Like, think about when you're a kid and it's December 1st, December 25th feels just A year away. centuries yeah, away. Yeah. And now I'm 31. It's like, fuck, it's in like two weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: And I just, I'm like, I've got all my shit taken care of. I got the presents ready to go. We got to do some wrapping. We did the decorating. I was like, I wish there was something you could do as an adult to tap back into that seasonal, just whole body excitement you get when you're a kid so
1: let's what do we do how do we tap where do we go I
0: don't know they say that what you do is you eventually you know you get to have Christmas as a kid then you get to have Christmas as a parent where you watch your kids go through it and as great as that is and I have the phone set up and I video them coming down the stairs and the older they get the better it'll be because the reactions will be bigger you still don't have that same it's not fucking the same no, no. It's like I want to know as an adult what you can literally do. Because as a, as an adult, I get caught in the trappings of, fuck. We gotta go where. <laughs> <laughs> Like, all right, we're going there, but we're leaving at 8 because I don't want to be there till fucking 10 at night yeah. talking with so-and-so's neighbor and then getting home tired and having to put them into bed and they're crying because we haven't brushed their teeth yet. Like, that's going to be miserable. Yeah. And you, everybody's trying to get a piece of you. Come to this party. Come to this event. Come to that. Thing. Which is a
1: good reminder of something. I read I read an article. It's like, I just want to hole up and stay in my house all month. And, and hear me out. I'll send you the article. You can run it by your people. For those with young children, like in your case and mine, this this I don't know where I found this thing to be honest I'll find it again but it was a parent saying we made a conscious decision to not do that we're yeah. not going to run around on Christmas Day if yeah. you want to spend Christmas Day with us you come yeah. to us I you have, don't like yeah. and it was primarily to the to their family saying look you don't have children mm-hmm. you can come to us as easily as we it much easily more easily than we yeah. can come to you yeah if you don't want to do that, that's fine. It's no guilt. Mm. If you want to have your family, if you want, it's kind of, I, I, there's, this is no shade being thrown towards family. Cause this is actually the first year in my life. I will not be in, in Georgia right. on Christmas, uh, being in California. But this is the first time, like it gave me, when I read it, it gave me an inkling an understanding of like, yeah, okay. So for every Christmas that me, uh, me personally, in my life, and then as a married man, bringing Leah because her family doesn't live here, mm-hmm. we always go to the same place. We always go to Tequila. We go out Christmas morning, and she does the my grandmother does the Christmas menu, and she always posts it on Facebook like it's going to change, and it doesn't. It's the <laughs> same menu. It's delicious. Don't get me wrong. It's one of my favorite meals, or that's what I have to Is say. Is that
0: what all the dolls are for? Does she serve them up every Christmas? Yeah, I and think then so. Rest- and then restock. Just them. little
1: pieces. Yeah. <laughs> But we go out there and we stay for three, four, five hours, and there's presents, and it's great. And then we typically come home. Yeah. Uh, so ours is an easy thing. We don't have to like jump families. We don't have to. Uh, and for some, it's like yourself. It's not. It's not that easy. That being said, it's still like damn. Like we don't. We have to get up. And yeah. typically, what we had been doing pre baby. When the folks lived here was we'd spend Christmas Eve at my parents' house, we'd do Christmas there, then ride from my parents' house to my grandparents' house, and from my grandparents' house, usually back to my parents' house, and then from my parents' house, back to home. And I read this article, and I was like, no, man, this makes so much goddamn sense. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm
4: not—I'm
1: yeah. going to take a stand and say, look, you want to spend Christmas with us, we want that just as much as you do. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to—we have children. Yeah. We're not driving around. I'm not gonna. I'm not yeah. taking the children house to house. You come to me. It's the and it's the right thing because I think what happens in in this American culture of ours is we get entrenched, like everything else in our lives, into our day to day. Our day to day becomes the norm, mm-hmm. and so our day to day becomes our rituals pertaining to holidays. Our holidays become rituals. And then the next thing you know, we're doing the same shit yeah. every year. Where you bounce from, grandparent uh, to grandparents, and as to parent, the generations
0: extend, the ritual is expected to be maintained. Right. But you're adding new people to the family that are like, well, no, that I I don't do that. I, I eat white chocolate in my underwear. Great on example. Eve.
1: Thanksgiving, we we for several years we drove out to Houston because we all had, because we always had Christmas here. We would drive out to Houston. It was mm-hmm. a miserable fucking drive. To go see her parents out And then you end up in Houston. Yeah, it's just bad (laughs) enough. It's bad enough driving to Houston, let alone getting there. Driving to Houston is bad, but getting to Houston is actually worse. That's what
0: I used to say about driving to Winter Haven, Florida, which is just shy of uh, uh, wherever, uh, uh, Lakeland, Florida, which is, it's like, not only is it an eight hour drive that's terrible. Your destination is not the beautiful sunny beaches of Florida. Right, you're in just middle. You're in, you're in the middle. You're in the top of the ass crack of Florida.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well we used to do that because we did Christmas here and it was just like, no man, like I don't remember where I was going with this, but it, it it's just it's not any well, good. It could it would potentially be more complicated
0: if you had not that I'm saying that I do, if you had overbearing and oh, I I, hold on. that lived I've, 30 minutes away. Sure enough. But here's what I was saying about a lot that. More complicated. I I
1: was giving it more context than what I originally thought. So we were going out there for like our third or fourth Thanksgiving. And Leah's sister, half sister, her husband was Italian. He he says he is. He looks about as white as me and you. So, but I like Italian food, right? Well, but I was pretty butt hurt because I was like, this is Thanksgiving, bro. I want turkey. I want dressing. When all the things you that, shared this on Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah, and we had Italian. It was amazing. Yeah, and I'd never go back. Mm-hmm. And that was an eye-opening event for me of saying, like, let go of what you of think tradition. of tradition, yeah, and embrace something new. And then it just so happened on the heels of that. I read this article, like, we love our family, but we, they, they had to take a hard line. Yeah, and they knew that there would be ramifications. And she's, and this person, this author, she spelled it out, like there were there were people that were like, this is we've done this every year. Mm -hmm. And and she and her thing was like, well, you don't have to. Yeah. Nothing. This isn't concrete. It's not the Constitution. Yeah. Even the Constitution has amendments. Yeah. It's you don't have to do this. I think that's where we're kind of headed now. It's like an understanding that we're not going to be behooving to anyone's traditions. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I have some things to say to unpack some of that there are two perspectives on this and as a parent now i recognize that the day is coming where i will have done the same thing year to year to year with my daughters but then they may eventually meet boys and get married and they may not want to come do all those things and as their dad who's clinging to every bit of his kids as he can i will be maybe not on the outside, like to where it sees that the way they see it, but on the inside, I might be upset that they're not doing that, they're not coming over for Christmas vacation on Christmas Eve anymore. This is what we do every year. Yeah, well, Benjamin and his family they watch. How Europe...
1: awkward is that going to be I when know. Adelaide's boyfriend, <laughs> husband, is Benjamin? Yeah.
0: Well, uh, his family watches European vacation every Christmas. What? Well, that's what we're gonna do this year. And we're gonna stay home with our cats. What? <laughs> so like when I think about like in my in my particular case, when I think about my in-laws and I know how much they every year since we were dating, married, etc., Kristen's family, they don't listen, so I'm not worried about them <laughs> Every like, do you guys wanna spend the night on Christmas Eve? It's like, no. <laughs> No, we have our own place. And then when I bought a house, in my head I was thinking, God damn it, I pay a mortgage? (laughs) I bought a fucking tree? I'm having Christmas morning in my fucking house, not at yours. Yeah. And then when we had kids, they still asked, why don't you spend the night here? You could have Christmas morning here. Because we go there in the morning anyway, so why not already be here? Where do they live? Marietta. Okay. It's like, because Santa Claus visits us at our house, are you really going to rob me of my children's earliest years of Christmas morning with Santa because you need us here they want all their kids and their wives to spend they want some big family Norman Rockwell Christmas and it's like I get it I'll want my daughters to be at home every day of the year too eventually one day I understand that clingy parenting impulse but like really I can't have Christmas with my wife and kids in the morning like that's not cool And her family has this tradition they do every year that they will not break. Christmas Eve, they go to one family's house and have an Italian feast. And it is good. We try and go every other year because it's too much to go every year. Christmas night, all those same people, who are not family, by the way, they come over to my in-law's house and they have Christmas dinner there. The third day, which they've kind of gotten away from, where you can kind of see the slippery slope of this tradition eroding, they would go to the third family's house and have a day after Christmas game day. That's kind of gone away. We never went to that. It was like, two days is enough. I can only small talk with the same people two days in a row. Mm-hmm. The Point being, there's always this pressure of come do all of the things that we do. And I said, when Adelaide was a baby, I was like, there's going to come a day where we're going to have to get together with all of the Jennings tribe and pick a day like december twenty first to have Christmas, because on Christmas morning, my ass isn't going anywhere anywhere. When I was a kid, we did the runaround thing for a little bit, but eventually, Mom and Dad drew a hard line. We started having Christmas with our grandmother, you know, at her house or up in the mountains on like the eighteenth. yep. and then we would have Christmas with my dad's mom and sister, and whoever else was around. Uh, on like the 21st, mm-hmm. and then Christmas Eve, we just kind of stayed in and tried to go to bed early, even though we couldn't sleep because Santa was coming. And on Christmas morning, we didn't do shit. We got up, we got open our presents, Santa, stockings, breakfast, lunch. You played with your shit all day. And then for a number of years, the tradition was to go to my dad's great uncle's house for dinner that night, which as kids, we never wanted to do because you don't want to leave all your stuff. You just got all this cool new stuff from Santa. The last thing you want to do is go eat dinner in someone's hot house, and anybody listening who's been there will know that my great uncle Bobby's house was always ninety fucking degrees. All the fat seems like you're afflicted by hot houses. By yeah. The way. All the fat men in the family would gather near the back door and crack it open to get some relief. And as I got older and fatter, I became one of them. But the point being, I, I have said to my in-laws passively over the last few Christmas, like, hey, this is great, but one day we're not going to come over here on Christmas morning. And what my parents eventually did, and I don't think our shared grandmother ever did this, understandably, but my dad's mom did, they eventually put it out and said, hey, listen, on Christmas Day, if you want to see the kids and the stuff they got and us, we would love to have you over. Yep. We will not come to you. No, that's where I'm headed. And my dad's mom She used to come over every Christmas around 8.30, 9 in the morning. We were already up. All the shit was already open. We got to show her what Santa brought. She'd eat breakfast with us and hang out during the day, and that was that. And I've said to Kristen, like, that day is coming, and I know her family won't be on board because they're still asking us to spend the night on Christmas Eve like we're children. So it's like, I know they're going to push back, but that day is coming, and we're going to have to draw a hard line where we say, look, either get on our page and come to our house, Or we'll see uh, when we see it, like
1: or, se- or 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 set set a different date.
0: You want susp- to
1: you want to spend the night on the twentieth. We'll, yeah. we'll consider it. That's the thing,
0: and I know this about my in laws. That wouldn't work. Wouldn't satiate it. For example, and I'm not throwing shade, and I'm not complaining, and I love them. But for example, uh, for Thanksgiving, my sister in law wasn't going to be in town because she was doing a late honeymoon to mm-hmm. the Maldives. So because of that. Kristen's mom said, Let's have Thanksgiving. It was like December fifth. She said, Let's have Thanksgiving with Lauren and everybody here while she's in town, since we're not gonna see her actually on Thanksgiving. And November fifth? Yeah, like early November. Yeah, November 5th. Sorry. So we did that. And we had our and then we had said, like, we're gonna have Thanksgiving just with Brent's family, because we're rotating year to year anyways, and it's their turn. And then as Thanksgiving got closer, Kristen started getting phone calls. Will we see you at all that day? Your aunt and uncle are coming. Well, Mom, you said it was okay that we don't come because Lauren's going to be out of town. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, can we see it anyways? It's like, it wasn't good enough. So even if we did do that, the day of would still matter. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way they 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 value that tradition. That's just the way they are. It happened to my dad. That great uncle that hosted Christmas dinner, all that side of the family after so many years of that kind of got together and, and sort of like a meeting of the minds and were like, we can't. We can't do this anymore. We don't want to do Christmas dinner anymore. It's, it's exhausting. The kids are getting older. We don't want to do it. They, and they looked at my dad and they said, why don't you host a Christmas dinner a few nights early and then we're all free and clear. And he ran it by their great uncle. He was cool with it. My dad hosted something. They did lasagna. It was fun. Da da, da, da. And at the end of that night, the great uncle said, just so everybody knows, we're still having Christmas dinner at our house. <laughs> And all the people who got together and begged my dad to host an early Christmas dinner out of guilt still went. Still went yeah. And my dad got shit from all of them for not being there. <laughs> and said, and he basically said, "Fuck all y'all!" I'm like, no, you came to me, and we did the thing you wanted to do. I'm not going. Tough shit. Yeah. And to this day, our family is the only one that doesn't go to that dinner. They all still go. Yeah. Point being, like some people just won't let go of that. Well, I think it speaks to
1: kind of a general, across the board, uh, misconception about tradition. We we hang on to a thing for so long that it becomes contentious, and I don't, yeah. I don't want to get there. So that's when I read that. When I read that, I was like, this is gonna be us, and 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 the thing is, at the end of the day. Your-in-laws, my-in-laws, who I don't have to worry about as much because they are not here. Yeah, they're hours away versus 40 minutes. Yeah, they're 11 to 12. The expectation for you to show up for half the day on Christmas isn't quite the same. But that being said, like, the expectation should not—let me rephrase. If you came to a loved one—I mean a loved one, like your-in-laws, your parents, my parents, Mm -hmm. my—whoever—and said, look, Christmas is Christmas— and we want to maintain tradition, but we're not going to do this anymore. And here's the reasons why. Here's what you do. You don't say, like, I'm not going to do that. It's like it's not you. We're not going to be there. Hey, listen, motherfucker. Listen, motherfucker. You
2: listen to me, motherfucker. <laughs> you ain't shown me shit. So far, you ain't shown me shit. Terry Funk Christmas special.
1: <laughs> uh, but no, like. It's not like you're laying down a hard line. You're saying this is what... It, 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 packaging is everything. So you say... Do it in writing. Well, writing's great. Yeah. Because writing is like anything else. A note, a letter, you can get your mind down on paper far better. It's like anything, any other conversation. If it was just me and you talking, I would leave. did not matter. Like... Podcast or not, I know I'm going to leave here in 20 minutes, but God damn it, I had something I really wanted to say. Yeah. But paper takes that out of the equation because you're going to get that down. You have time. Yeah, and I can't respond because right. you've already said it. Yeah, you're going to get my point without any kind of human emotion. Yeah. Or at least face to face human emotion. But if someone balks at that, at like whether it's, even if it's not handwritten, even if it's like just you and Kristen or me and Lee sitting down saying, this is what we want to do. This is what we're going to do. Not this is what we want to do. This is what we're going to do. Listen, Chris and I have decided that
0: Christmas is going to be BDSM time of the year. (laughs) And it's going to be full leather whips and chains for two days. Get on board. We're going to celebrate Krampus. We're going Krampus.
1: Get on board or stay home. (laughs) Right. But this is what you're not doing. You're simply <laughs> saying, this is what we've chosen to do. We want we want to spend the holiday with you, mm-hmm. but you're going to need to come to us. Yeah. We have the small children. Traveling for us is harder. I know that for you, you've got, maybe you have multiple people with small children.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then That's a whole other thing. Let's have
0: a conversation. Well, that's when you have to say, like, is everybody free the night of the 19th? Let's get exactly. together do Christmas right. then. And it'll be the kids will love. That was the great thing about as, as a kid, dude. I loved it. It was like we had five Christmases. Yeah, you just, had Christmas night five times. We you, got
1: presents on the nineteenth, presents on the twenty-first, presents on the twenty-third. Yeah, we always got a present, and then usually no. a pretty shitty present on, on Christmas Eve. And then of course you have Christmas and then, Day. And then in some cases, and well, for many
0: years, we got money after Christmas oh, in yeah. fucking Barnesville. Oh yeah, it's like, well, we're doing Christmas in Barnesville on the twenty-eighth. Like, well, it's not Christmas anymore. Like, who cares? You're gonna get fifty bucks in a card. Cool. Let's go
1: barnesville man was well, just, just those are there. christmases just down there it's quite a place it was a weird feeling to drive through there and be like it's it been so i've been through for work purposes just kind of driven through well there's no more ties down there anymore really i mean no. there, there's i mean loosely but no, no no i know but i'm just saying when you drive through it now as an adult it's just a strange place yeah because at its core it is a beautiful little town mm-hmm. it really is it's just old world it's mayberry it's got all the indicators you can as you drive in you're like yep yeah, this was the black side of town and then you mm. literally cross railroad, railroad tracks, tracks and you're in the white side watch, of town
0: watch barnesville like over the next 10 years become like hipster haven i
1: think it could like they all but the, like, the thing, i mean they they all had just the, you had that, that tv show in. with amy adams yeah um don't know the name of it, but they sharper objects, sharper objects. They filmed the entire thing down there. I mean, you can. Dad's all gung ho about it. He's like, when you oh, watched know. it, he's like, that's that, that's
0: that, that's that.
1: And he knows everywhere we drove through there. That's is the it, outside of that,
0: but the inside's out what that yeah. is. But it's that's I the tore inside that of But it used to be
1: that. Like he knows everything. He yeah. knows what it used. The building used to be. And, you know, you're hearing the stories, and you're just like, when I was a kid, Barnesville was just somewhere. You're like, mm, do we have to eat the food? <laughs> Beyond that, just like Barnesville, because you knew that yeah. meant, at minimum, at minimum, two hours in three, the car, three three hours in the car, yeah, around two three trip. hours in the car, and shitty presents, weird, shitty food, a weird little dog. weird people, Pe- yeah, like just across the board, just Kid, no, kids boy, around no. your age that you don't know. You know you're going to see a crack addict, <laughs> and her and her husband and their <laughs> crack addict kids, like you just knew. You were walking into a situation.
0: You're gonna see food that you would never question, like popcorn, but you're gonna question it. Yeah, like, can it, we? Does eat that this?
1: lasagna was it supposed to have a cigarette butt in it? <laughs> Is was that part of the ingredients? Does does rotisserie
0: chicken go in lasagna? <laughs> just eat just eat around it
1: just eat it just eat around it just eat it damn it <laughs> well the only thing that was We're good out of here was like minutes. the peach cobbler and even that looks suspect <laughs> I remember that she, yeah. hey to aunt's credit or I don't maybe I'm my memory but she would always have a cobbler that was delicious well, this, now, but the thing was once you eaten the lasagna yeah you're pretty much turned off
0: well and the other thing, I don't remember what year it was but one of those kids we just walked around with his fingers and his nose and mouth just touching yeah, every pastry, yeah. she's like, "Don't eat the." Co-. I remember, I think Kristen was there that year. I, I, I know she it. reached for something. I said, "Don't, don't do it, don't eat that." Yeah, she's like, "Why?" That. I was like, "I'll tell you later." <laughs> and she thought I was kidding. And when we eventually, I was like, "That that little kid was just That little crackheaded son, just <sighs> fingers and nose and mouth on everything. Yeah. Like you would have definitely gone home." That being
1: said, I think that one of my favorite memories was the, one of the Christmases. The one of, the, I think it was probably the last last one. Or not the last. You, you probably might remember that we we had snuck outside to have a dip. Because we could, well, that, because we couldn't smoke. That was
0: the last one at that house. There was there was a few after where we went to places instead. Yeah. There, was, there was the restaurant that looked like the a cats. bomb shelter with yeah, all the, the cats, cats. Where
1: Brian didn't eat.
0: And then there was another restaurant that was like a a very long restaurant yeah. Yeah. with like horse shit on the wall. Yeah. Not horse shit, but.
1: No, I know like what you're talking. Wagon
0: about. wheels and stuff. But the, the
1: last one at that house was when me and you snuck outside to sneak off and have a have quick a dip. dip. And then man came outside and cigarettes. smoked a cigarette and looked at us. And then we and shared a moment with them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And came. Like, like, hey, up.
0: we're all addicted to the hey, same thing. Hey,
1: we all have a nicotine addiction. That's, hey, that's cool. I wish you hadn't cooked. <laughs> but I love you now. <laughs> but I wish there wasn't. Is that a boo dog? <laughs> <laughs> that poor little kid. Did you, next you ever door? get a present? Because I said shitty presents, but that's not entirely true. Sometimes the Barnesville presents weren't as bad my as your own, mind made it
0: out to be. My only memory of Barnesville presents was money in an envelope. I don't remember
1: gifts. Oh, that's, that's weird. Because I'll tell you, some of the worst presents I ever got were not from Barnesville people. I won't say anything, names, are, not that they're fucking listening. Fuck it. My aunt got <laughs> me this thing one time. Just say it. And it's it was money, right? Money should be given in an envelope with a nice note or a card I would agree this motherfucker came in like a contraption you had to decipher like it was that <laughs> shitty Nicolas Cage movie American
0: you know who Nicolas was Cage was hold on sounds a lot like what's the
1: name of that fucking American treasure yeah national the, treasure national treasure this was like it was literally a thing Nicolas where you Cage. couldn't get the you, you didn't know how much money was in it it, it looked like twenty dollars but you can't tell if there's more there's more twenties behind it Based on her giving, I knew it was probably just twenty dollars. Oh, it's a it's the ball
0: thing. It's it, a ball maze. It's like maze. a whole. Fu- I, it wasn't
1: a ball maze. Have to maze. unlock it. I got I got those a couple of years where you, it's a ball maze. Well, let, let me tell you the what at I, end did. I said. That's it. so nice. Thank you. She said, "You don't want to open." It? I'll get it later. And I put it in the bag. This wasn't that long ago. This was like not that long ago. Put it in the bag, didn't think anything of it, went home, got home, smashed that motherfucker with a hammer, and got my $40 out. You think I'm gonna spend all that fucking time going on? No, no, no. You gotta work for it. I'm not fucking working for it. Especially when I know that it was probably, like, I, I was literally amazed that there was another 20. Like I thought, like okay, it's twenty dollars. I know who this person is. She gives me typically twenty dollars every year. I'm not gonna fucking go through the hassle of doing. So I was like, ah, oh, so nice. Thank you. You know, but I'll get it later. I'll figure it out. I'll have fun with. I'll have fun with it. We'll have fun.
0: I'll do that on the shitter. Yeah, I'll have it on the, shitter.
1: <laughs> the minute we got home, just fucking hammered that motherfucking piece of plastic out. Just. And I did it with a violence yeah. that was unnecessary. Anger. And the anger that was unnecessary. Yeah. Got my money out and did the same thing I do with her money every year. This is a running tradition. I know we've talked about this. Hmm. Straight to the gas station, buy lottery tickets. <laughs> I don't want her money. I really don't. That's an even longer story. Okay. But we don't need to get there. I just take her money that she gives me and I go. And and honestly, it's been a winner. So maybe there's something to that. Because mm-hmm. like there was that one Christmas... We, me and Leah she gave me twenty bucks, me and Leah stopped, bought a twenty dollar lottery ticket, won hundred. Cool. I never buy lottery tickets. I never I never go back in. Mm. So I left, went to a different gas station, took the hundred dollar ticket in, cashed it in, mm. got eighty back, bought another twenty dollar ticket, and hit another hundred dollar winner. There you go. So we turned 40 into 200 so $160 profit Yeah. with two stops. And I was like, eh, maybe this is working out. But at the same time, I was like, I don't want your fucking money, especially when you make me fucking work for it with this dumbass. I don't even know where you got this.
0: I don't remember Barnesville gifts. I do remember it was probably a, like a Brit Christmas. I remember it was that side of the family because you were there, your dad was there. I don't remember whose house it was. Probably one of the Brits houses now that I'm thinking about it because it well, was only two
1: choices. You had the, the old Brits down there in, in like Snellville, or you had the house in Lover.
0: <clears throat> I don't remember. I it was both of Mr. and Mrs. Britt were there. If
1: they were there, that means we were at the Brits.
0: Well, I, I mean, mean the old Brits, right? Well, regardless, I remember that was the year somebody gave me Cobra Commander. Oh, the the tall one with the removable hood and everything. Oh, yeah. And that was a big deal.
1: That's a big deal. That was a
0: cool gift. But well, see,
1: those people had money. The old Brits, those Christmases were actually kind of cool because it was like, you didn't, well, personally for me because our house was about five minutes from there. Mm-hmm. But, like, they gave good presents. I don't well, think it was they bought them. then. Right. I don't. I don't think they actually bought them. I think what they did was literally just call your parents, mm-hmm. call my parents and say, what do they want? Yeah. And they instructed and said, hey, I think it probably was his parents too now thinking mm-hmm. about it. They're like, oh shit, it's it's Mr. Brett, it's Mr. Brett. Kristen, come here. Yeah, like, put it, yeah. We'll put it in a <laughs> contemporary terms. Kristen, it's Mr. Brett. They want to know what to get the kids girls. <laughs> and Kristen would say, oh shit, uh, what's the most expensive thing we couldn't afford this year? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And they'd be like, tell them that. Yeah. Well, they want
0: blah 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 blah. And then they, they would
1: want like, a backyard roller coaster. No problem.
0: All right, cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and they'd go get it. That's yeah. like what they did because they. To your point, I'm glad you brought that up. They had kick ass presents. I got some really good presents yeah, from, I from the older Brits. Yeah, I
0: remember it was the twelve it was the big twelve inch posable G.I. Joe. It didn't have like fuzzy hair or anything, but it was Cobra Commander, removable hood, blue uniform, silver guns, briefcase. I had the whole thing. It was cool as shit. And I vaguely remember like the living room and and the the, the layout of the house, but it's not a home I remember. Yeah. It's not a home I remember being in. So That's where they found out, must like, have been, all that cash. It must have been their house because I don't have memories of ever being there outside of that one time.
1: Yeah, I, I'm being slightly older. I, I definitely remember the layout of their house. They had, but I, yeah, I succinctly remember they had. Uh, now it makes sense as a parent and just an older person as an adult. They weren't. These weren't grandparents, I guess, because they were great-grandparents. These weren't great-grandparents. By they marriage. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying— They
0: weren't even blood relatives.
1: Well, that's true. They weren't at all. <laughs> Jesus, that's crazy. It is kind of crazy. But they still gave us cool shit. But I'm saying they didn't—they they were not blindly going out and Mm. buying those presents. No. They were clearly calling and saying, what can we get your kids? I don't
0: have a memory of Mr. or Mrs. Britt, but what I do vaguely remember, I I can't picture Mr. Britt saying, I'm heading off to the Walmart (laughs) to get little Brent Hickman a Cobra Commander toy because I know that's what he wants. I see him once a year. I just have this intuition. I'm very in touch with Brent Hickman's wants for Christmas, and he wants a Cobra Commander action figure. I'm going to go get one of those. Me being 87 right
1: now. years old and really in tune with what those local six-year-olds want. If
0: I was to buy a GI Joe, I'd want the Cobra <laughs> Commander as well because he has the most accessories and a removable hood. He's by far the best one. I know this because I'm in touch with all the GI Joe. Did you fingers. ever get
1: any of that old money before we got dis, dis- excommunicated? Uh, I don't think so. Did you not? I don't think so. When when they found, uh, when Pat, went, when they were going through the house and they found like several thousand dollars stuffed underneath the I know fridge. the
0: story. I don't think I, any of that you made it my out. way. No, no, I feel kind
1: of bad because I got a few hundred bucks out of it. Wow. Well, but it, I'll be honest, it caused me more of a heartache than it does anything. Well, not heartache because I got it back. But the minute I tried to spend it, mm. I went to a racetrack and I was trying to buy was a, a tank of gas and... Who knows what the fuck else? The total was like 40 bucks, handed over 100 and She, They just, they don't care. They just run it through a machine. They don't have fucking pins. They're checking Mm -hmm. machines, spit that shit right back out. And she was like, I think this is counterfeit. And I was like, it's not counterfeit. This came from my great grandmother. It's very old money. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I can't take it. I
0: mean, it is a $100 bill from 1960. It It was
1: 1952 issued. Yeah. So there was no strike, yeah. There's no fucking, none of the modern protection.
0: Well, can I at least have it back? Well, no, sorry. No, no,
1: she did She did give it back because I hadn't actually purchased anything yet. I was yeah. asking for a full tank of gas and whatever else I was buying. So she gave it back. I go to Wells Fargo, which was at that time was Wachovia. Yeah. And I was like... Look, my grandmother gave me, like, $700 worth of these bills. They're very old. They were found in my great-grandparents' house. They're 1952-issued. I'm not trying to pass counterfeit bills, but no one's taking this money, so I don't really know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So the bank literally had to take all the bills. And the lady goes, like, we're going to have to give this to the Secret Service. (laughs) And I was, like, you mean, like, how long do I have to know? (laughs) Like, today? (laughs) Like, is there guys outside that look like they were in the Matrix ready to take my
0: $300 so, like, what, I can get new bills tomorrow? (laughs) I don't understand. Am I allowed to leave?
1: It was Am I being detained? So they took it, and they only kept it for a day, and they called me back the next day, like, you know, you're good. It's real tender, but they were like, we have to keep it because of the age. So they literally took that money Mm. and issued me new $100 bills. But it was like the headache was like, damn, I'm just, it's just my great-grandmother just stashing money, y'all. Yeah. What's the fuck? It made me feel sad, too, because if you think about it now, like if someone was going through an old house and they found just a cachet. Yeah. A, you know how the Depression people were? They saved everything after that. Yeah. But maybe they, like, just poured every dollar they ever made into a fucking shoebox. Mm-hmm. You find that motherfucking thing 80 years later, and you're thinking, fuck Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, and you know. First, we have to verify that it's real, and then maybe we'll give you some of it. Yeah, we're going to
1: give you like 40% of it.
0: That mm, sucks.
1: I'll take it. I would take it. Ugh.
0: Well, yeah, yeah I, I, sold a, I sold a monitor once on Craigslist, and I had the guy meet me here, and he paid me in hundreds, but they were pre big franklin hundreds they weren't super old but it was before the jumbo yeah. portrait before the
1: the watermark
0: yeah. The, yeah and so when he left first thing my dad was like take that to the bank make sure it's real
1: have <laughs> done that before he left
0: well i mean what do you Y'all don't have a
1: counterfeit pin you know probably not a big cash business You don't do yet. any cash yeah. business
0: i mean we do but it's it's with people that we know yeah. that are just like hey, if it's a hundred dollar job i can give you a hundred bucks yeah sure whatever so I mean i I did go verify that they were real, and they were, but it was just like how odd that you gave me hundreds of the little portrait, not the big not the big one with the and now it's not even just the big portrait. there's like nineteen colors and a swoosh and
1: well that and the the way the numbers are displayed you have the yeah. big watermark, you've got different elements on a bill. It's too much to get into now,
0: but like my dad's got from working in the printing industry. He's got some great stories about people that tried to counterfeit and got caught back in the day. I'm sure. Like elderly people oh, yeah. and all kinds. Of, it's 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 fun to listen to. <laughs> it was very Those fun old to gooks. To. I got an idea, Eunice. They did it. <laughs> they did like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And they just had it in their trunk. <laughs> what are they going to do? Just spend it on jams? Well, and he told me a story once about... Um, the some some scheme he heard where these guys were taking counterfeit hundreds to um, this was probably back in the eighties that they had printed counterfeit hundreds to take to specifically to the Michael Jackson concert downtown. I might be getting the details wrong, but that's what I'm remembering right now. And the idea was, or maybe it was a sporting event, maybe maybe it was a football or a baseball game. I don't remember. The point being was, take a hundred to the popcorn vendor. Buy five dollars worth popcorn, get ninety-five dollars back. of real money back, and you've just you've just washed laundered. Yeah, you yeah. just laundered a hundred fake dollars. Yeah, of course. And if you have a team of twenty guys doing that with hundreds all night, you'll make money hand over fist, and they'll never know because they're uh, that.
1: Well, they'll that know day, eventually, but eventually, not in the but, time that it takes you to. But yeah, that
0: out. day and age, nineteen eighty whatever, they're just taking hundreds and they're not they're not marking them. They're just taking them, changing them, and giving you your popcorn and your ninety-five real dollars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear stories like that. And, you know, if if it's a particular week where you're kind of broke, you're like, fuck, can I get away with that? (laughs) Probably not. No. In fact, working in the industry I work in, I know for a fact if you order the paper or anything similar that they print money on, they will look at you right away. Yeah. If you piggyback that with ordering different shades of green ink... Back in the day it's multicolored now, they're definitely looking at yeah. you. You can't you can't even come close to trying to make fake money without getting in a
1: shit well, out of trouble That's <laughs> well, why they don't try to make fake money anymore. It's dead right. business. Yeah. There's the dark web provides you with any number of legitimate credit card numbers. Yeah. That's where the money's made.
0: Bitcoin. So if you
1: want to talk about that off pod, <laughs> criminal enterprises oh, yeah. with let's, dark webs and stolen credit cards. Let's that's get into that.
0: Let's get into that. Let's figure out how to, like, scam Bitcoin or something.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> frankly, scamming Bitcoin at this point is a, a losing venture. The thing about, I
0: feel about Bitcoin the way my grandmother feels about Facebook.
1: Well, <laughs> you're both right, because <laughs> Facebook sucks, and Bitcoin is, like, no, fucking No,
0: no, no, you miss what I'm saying. My grandmother, to this day, doesn't understand the difference between her Facebook news feed and her Facebook profile page. <laughs> When we get together, she'll say, "I posted this. Well, why can't I see it?" Well, you're on your profile. You got to go to your newsfeed. Well, what's that? That's the thing where you see stuff from other people. I don't want to see that. So you well, just want to see your shit? But that's that's where this will go. Yeah. Well, how do I see it on my page? This is your page. No, no, I want to see it on the other one. Like, yeah. it's just this round and round. Like, it just it's a certain age demographic where it's like she just. The idea of a homepage... They're
1: never going to get
0: it. It just doesn't register. Yeah. And I feel that way about Bitcoin. I'm like, it's what? My,
1: grand, my you grandmother... my do what? How does it work? she she <laughs> I, I figured this out through just happenstance. And she, she unfollowed me. <laughs> and she did it. And this is the real reason. Maternal grandmother. Mm-hmm. Because she felt it was getting in the way of our relationship. Yeah. And she was right. Because she posts fucking nonsense and I didn't have the self control here's the yeah, thing yeah. I didn't have the self control yeah. to say okay she's old she's rabidly Republican she doesn't do research she posts things that are probably are not true 98% of the time I should just accept that mm-hmm. let her be old let her be nonsense. she's never heard of the Guardian I'm not going to change her mind right. now it's like it's, nothing's going to happen but instead I would always Kind of quote, poke the bear <laughs> and be like, like for instance, this was right after the election. She posts some video and it came from christiantimes.org. That should tell you one thing.
0: It's legitimate.
1: I don't know if it is or it isn't. Sounds legitimate. I never heard of it, but so the video said Trump, uh, uh, not fan, but Trump and supporter
4: uh-huh.
1: beaten to death by. Leftist gang, or something. I mean, that's literally it. The, the actual headline was more ridiculous wh- okay. than what I just said. Okay, so I opened the video well I'm not gonna, re- I always want to see. Open the video, it's a news clip from Philadelphia. However, in the actual like eyewitness, like it was like CBS, and look at that CBS eye. And when the video opens, there's no audio. On the news coverage. It looks legitimate. The mm. news story looks legitimate. You got someone behind a desk, a CBS logo. This, this woman's clearly saying something. We, it's You can't hear it. Cuts to the video. It's, the video is just a, a, a what appears to be a man being beaten to death. Or just beaten. You don't know mm. him to death. Just beaten outside of a gas station. Visually, that's all you see.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? I don't know if this man died. There's no audio. You also don't know if he's a Trump supporter. I don't know if he's a Trump supporter. So then I start looking at the video, and it becomes crystal fucking clear. You look at the top left. Mm -hmm. It's got a timestamp. It's a security camera from 2015. (laughs) Yeah. So I just simply comment, fake news. Mm -hmm. Unless these guys are some seriously clairvoyant fucking people Mm -hmm. that said, that guy is going to be yeah. a Trump fan in a year and a half. Mm. And it just blew my... That's, that's the kind of shit she shares. And she unfollowed me for a good reason because she, she knew that I was never... I don't have the self-control to stop poking the bear. And I do want to love my grandmother, but it does also suck yeah. that, like, the person... The image, like, to get back to Christmas, Christmas mm. was always centered on that side of the family for me. I love the familial side. Mm. Barnesville is weird. It just was. Yeah. But my... Maternal side of Christmas was always awesome. Sure. And you yeah. don't want to lose that. No. Then you get old, and you're like, oh, man, mm. you're kind of a shit. <laughs> just all of you in general, across the board. Or just, well, maybe that's, that's just, like, just life. Well, you grow up when and you just... Yeah, you just <sighs> when
0: you're like, Listen, we may differ on opinion, but can we at least agree the things that you share are not factual? <laughs> Look, I share opinion pieces. I never say, "This is fact." Like I think he's done. You shared a two-year-old video. You shared a two-year-old video that claimed to be present day. And that is not a matter of opinion. There's a timestamp on the video.
1: (laughs) And if that's and there's a reason why the audio's been bleeped out.
0: And if that's if what I'm saying to you is fake news then I'm just going to go shoot myself in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should call it quits. We're going to call it quits. On Terry Funk's Christmas Terry hour. Funk's Christmas special. I want to wish
2: everybody out there a merry fucking Christmas. Also, WFUCK, the bam. <laughs> Terry Funk's going to do an Adam and Eve commercial. You mark my words. Do you want deals? Shit, let's do it right now. Do you want butt plugs? Let's do it right now, and and Golden Voice can just cut it out later. Let me me ask you this. What do you get when you order from Terry Funk at AdamandEve.com? Here's what you're going to get, folks. You're going to get three free adult DVDs. Hold on. Who watches DVDs anymore? I have VHS tapes. You're going to get six free VHS tapes, (laughs) which is also the equivalent Of three free adult DVDs. I I had a thought the other day, Terry Funk did, not me. Terry Funk had the thought that when you get your three free DVDs, you should just disperse them into your parents' DVD collection and see how long it takes for Terry Funk to be... It's funny that you say that, because me, Brent, not me, Terry Funk, when my downstairs neighbor in my apartment moved out years ago, I came home to find midget porn <laughs> and spaceship porn all Your mixed in. you should call little people porn, but I'll accept midget porn. No,
0: for real. I came home one day. Josh, Josh, Don't break no, Josh had moved to San Diego. I came home one day, and there's like 20 random midget or outer space porns mixed in with my DVDs. <laughs> It took like six months to find them all. He just stuffed them all in random places, made every picture in my apartment crooked, and opened every drawer and cabinet. And left.
1: Cheers to Josh.
2: Anyways, What any else, else do you, you get? AdamandEve.com. <laughs> you get three free adult DVDs. You get a free mystery gift. And you get free shipping. You also get 50% off any one item. Is that any one item? So far, you ain't shown me shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't do your Terry Funk You're killing me You're like You should You, should, you gotta market this What
0: do what, what we need to do With the Terry Funk commercial
2: No no You need to
1: do Like like the, the celebrities The B-listers And the C-listers They're out there right now Doing like Pay me X There's a fucking website Sure Where you can have Fucking some like, What? Uh, Give me a C-celebrity uh, What's that guy that was Superman in Smallville? Dean whatever. Dean Kane. Uh, Dean Cain. You can go on a website right now, and mm-hmm. for $200, mm-hmm. maybe less, should you I? can have Dean Kane do a shout-out to your mom. But what you should do <laughs> is turn
2: this, Hey, everyone, do you want Terry Funk to give you Christmas? I'll go get a perm. <laughs> <laughs> and just and jeans a cut-off black shirt. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> tell me what you get from adamandeve.com. And then you tell me in a
0: regular voice, and after you say the first thing, so far you ain't shown me shit. <laughs> That's the commercial. Let's do it right there. Start it, start it. <laughs> all right, well, all right, you start it by saying, you know, you head to adamandeve.com. Head to Adam and Tell me what you get at adamandeve.com.
2: Well, I'll tell you what, you can get three free DVDs. So far you ain't shown me shit. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Funk. How about 50% off your first uh, order? You're a dead man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I have a free mystery gift? <laughs> all right, keep talking, motherfucker. <laughs> That's
0: it. That's
2: a new commercial. You get free
0: shipping. No. <laughs> all, right. all right, let's, all right. All right, we we're gotta, gonna wrap this up. It's all right, great. let's wrap this up, and then I th- I propose that we try and quickly record that commercial <laughs> as, as just rehearsed. If you're listening to the Christmas episode, this is your Christmas present. You get a free preview into January first. Terry, terry, cool. terry, terry Funk's Christmas festival. Terry Terry Funk. If you don't know uh, Terry Funk, promo.
1: is just fucking come on. It's Well, first look up Terry Funk, then no, no, watch
0: no, I'm Roadhouse. I'm saying it's 2018. Fucking Google it. Google it. YouTube Terry Funk. Watch Roadhouse. Something. Anyways, uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Happy fucking Christmas. New Year. Year. Uh, we will see you next year for 2019. We are now inches away from our one-year anniversary, One year anniversary. party that we haven't planned yet, and we probably won't. So uh, enjoy the uh, enjoy your holiday, and we will see you in 2019. WFUCK! the boom, the, the, <laughs> the
2: 97.5. Up next, we got weather and traffic with Skip McDaver, <laughs> as well as sports. Until then. <laughs> Gotta be some of in the 70s. Until then, <laughs> here's Alabama!
1: Rolling down the backwoods, Tennessee by way. Safe sex.